52 songs, Mike. Whoa! I was literally Already? at 34 before last week. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to my favorite albums of the year again. Hence, we are discussing today. And oh, I added today. Okay. 20 new songs to my best songs of the year. In just like, the 10 this, albums? This might, nice. be, this might be 12, a, a, top, a top 12. This might be number 12. You mm-hmm. never know. You'll never know unless you throw it in the list. And oh man, some of them I'm just like... Uh, th- these ones are making me emotional. I shouldn't put them on the list. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't. Oh, oh, it's, on on, it's on the list. On the list. Oh, God darn it. it. It might be the best song of the year. You never know. Mm. I can't tell on this day. What's today's date? The 16th? The 5th. Wait. Oh, oh, this date. Oh, I don't I don't know. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Let's this, see. Today's date is the 20th, my friend. The 20th. We are in the week of Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. It's crazy. I mean, like, I still don't know by the 20th of December what my best songs of the... 2021 school year are <laughs> but it's but it's okay because we have until january to figure it all out hopefully yeah. hopefully we can get it done around january blah, blah, blah. historically i have always cut it down to the wire mm-hmm. i've always done like no this one's better no this one's better no mm-hmm. this one's like I, but by january i usually have like 12 maybe 15 but like i it's always like the weekend of i'll be mm-hmm. like okay Nope, that's it. Right. Can't touch it anymore. I stare, yeah. I stare at my list for like a solid 15 minutes, just mm-hmm. like, yes, yes. Maybe. No, no. Uh-huh. Let, Let me, me listen, listen to that song time. again. One more time, one more time. Okay, that one's going up. Oh, this one, this one's going down. It's, Have you ever done terrible. it where you like ranked a song up and you, and then you ranked it immediately back where it was? Because I was like, oh, that didn't feel good. I don't think so. That didn't feel good. <laughs> I don't think so. I think the, the my 2010 list was the hardest one in the world because oh, yeah. I had Spirit of Jazz and I had Mother by, mm-hmm. by let live yeah and i was just like i spent like an hour just with those two songs going back and forth Fuck, which one's too, better which one's too better good, dude. it's too good <laughs> it was the epitome of chaos and i can't believe i survived here Spirit. on december 20th i think we decided yes is the epitome of 2021 folks we got like two weeks left in this year we're done this is the last this episode of the Skinny with Mike and Adam. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl, baby. Period. Period. Oh, you're quitting on I me quit. again? <laughs> no, no. For the for the rest of the year, I'm the so one that quits this podcast and then comes back. You can't quit triumphantly. I quit. That's right. You, that's true. You quit last time. So it's triumphantly coming back. <laughs> you were like, so oh, wait, sad. it's not that bad. We can, I can keep doing the show. As soon as we figured out the remote thing, like that's that's all we needed to do. Yeah. The show will go on. The skinny 2.0 is when we did it, when we started remotely. I know. Are you going to like look at our stats this year like you did last year? I don't know if that was... Oh, the the, the Spotify stuff? Like all the our downloads in Brazil and South America. Well, I have like actual stats from like not just Spotify, from everywhere. From right. like Apple Podcasts and Amazon and everything I, else. I didn't know if this was the episode that we discussed that or if it's more like over the next two episodes. I put in more work... In these past three episodes than I have any previous year. Oh, man. So, no. <laughs> so, I didn't even think to do that. Sorry. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. But, um, yeah. Well, I but mean, I might share it with our Discord friends we in went a couple up, weeks. Okay. Yeah. And we went up 900% in Brazil. 
from 19 to 20. Yes. I want to see how far down we've gone now <laughs> in Brazil. Yeah. That person in Brazil got eaten by a Bengal tiger or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It's so sad. So but sad. folks, thank you for joining us. If this is your first episode, <laughs> I hope not. I, I mean, this is. I mean, it happens a lot. We our listenership jumps up like a huge oh, amount by yeah. like our end of the year episodes. Oh, People yeah. love end of the year lists, and I hope that you guys will enjoy this one. Whether this is your first episode or your third episode or like your three hundred and eighty something episode, I don't know what type episode number this is. I forgot. Yeah. We're, we exist sometime in the past. That's all I'll say. We are time travelers <laughs> here to give you the best albums of 2021. Um, but uh, we, we are very excited and happy that you're here. Um, I know I, I know I, I meant I just mentioned it right now, but Adam and I have worked very, very hard on our end of the year list. It's all culminating to this baby. And I'm very excited. By working hard, we mean that we just work full-time jobs and raise children mm -hmm. and then listen to music while we do those things. And then, and, and then, then try to figure out what's the best album of the year. And like, that's where the working hard part comes in. Well, I'll, also I had to like transpose a bunch of other people's lists <laughs> into my existing list so that I can make a cohesive show. Right. So that I know when to look up the thing that overlaps our lit it's a lot of work <laughs> and by other people he means four people which in the grand scheme of things doesn't seem like that much adam would you like to do this but i'm saying like it's amazing how <laughs> oh sure how complicated that can be he was that it was actually he was on my he was on his way to a compliment that wasn't a candid compliment okay, so I guess. <laughs> in turn if this is your first episode we really don't welcome you because if you started submitting your list Mike would just like crumble in a corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you listen to past episodes, you I'm hear dead. how crumbling, cr crumble like Mike is with his personality and ego. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't add any more to this, or else he is going to quit the podcast. <laughs> and I, it's not like I can just say, Mike, I can take over like fifty percent of your responsibilities on yeah. here because I can't. But one of one of one of our friends on Discord deemed my manicness. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I've never been diagnosed, but anyway, ebbs and flows. My my ebbs and flows as the evolution of Mike's laughter, because <laughs> you can see, you can definitely hear my headspace depending on what kind of laugh I in, give. In 2014, Mike was like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Let's listen to some Elton Ha. And, <laughs> and and then you see like this drastic decrease in his in his vo vocal range. The way I laugh by 2016. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the past, oh, okay. baby. I mean, a little bit about the past, but like just the recent past. Right. But. uh Adam, I'm excited. So excited! Last la uh, yesterday, after we recorded our worst ep wait, I'm two sorry. weeks ago. Two we wait, <laughs> a week ago when after we oh, recorded right. our worst ep worst of episode, <laughs> I fig we you know we we got to talking. I figured out your ten albums, but I don't know the orders. So. Well, of course. Yeah. 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 If you've, been, I think if you've we been paying attention, folks, then you know which you know. I think you can figure out you know the ten of both Adams and myself. And don't forget that we just started like this huge trending topic. Mm -hmm. The gamey gangbang. <laughs> no, no, cease it this. took off. Cease Can you this. believe how it took off after that last episode? Oh, now that we're the most famous podcast, it was trending on trending sites. Yeah, whatever that Twitter. Means. It said gamey gangbang. The skinny, <laughs> the skinny gamey gangbang. <laughs> it, it blew up so much. We single-handedly destroyed Origami Angel. We single, we seemingly, we, we single-handedly destroyed my other podcast, The Dorkiest, mm. because there's a lot of gamey gangs G at the end of it. GGs, <laughs> GG gamey gangs. GGB y'all. I thought we killed gamey gang last week, Adam. I tried. I thought we killed it. It doesn't die. <laughs> Unfortunate. It's like a zombie. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. the best. 
So we're all set right. up here to go. Okay. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to you know to 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 discuss these with you. Of course, I've got our listener list as well. Thank you guys uh, for those of you who submitted your list several weeks ago. Uh, I, uh, you know, for for a lot of the lists that I haven't read yet, maybe we'll get to them right now. For every, <laughs> at least for every album that I have marked down here that I'm going to talk about on my end, and I'm sure on Adam's end as as, as well. We got some uh, we got some listener submissions that uh, I'm going to be reading out. Mm, so I'm excited to do all that with you guys. And uh, I think we should get underway, Adam. Nocturnal submissions. Let's go. Mm. I'm going <laughs> first today. Okay, sure. Oh, you pointed at me. That's oh, no. <laughs> you can't do that when, just, we're, when we're talking face to face because then I assume that you want me to talk. I made a joke. Oh. Nocturnal submissions. Mm-hmm. As opposed to nocturnal emissions. Ejaculation. <laughs> and then I pointed at you mm-hmm. to laugh, but you didn't get it. Oh, so, that was my uh, cue to laugh. I get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's man. fine. It's fine. I've been doing remote podcasting for so freaking long. <laughs> we don't, don't pick even... up on nonverbal cues <laughs> no. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> All right. So let me actually get some paperwork in front of me this is oh my god my whole life's a fucking nightmare we're officially a spectrum podcast hey hey hey, hey can't pick nice up now. a non-verbal cues be nice, anymore because we don't interact with people <laughs> what the hell are people all right so here we go number 10 we are starting off very strong adam we talked about this a couple weeks ago but hmm. uh you know I, I actually expected this one to be on your top 10 but by, by, by at this point, but uh, you know, I under, I understand that uh, you know, put in an honorable mention. That's that's perfectly fine, okay. buddy. But uh, here we go. Uh, one of my favorite kind of midwestern sounds mm. uh, over yes. here. Number ten for me. Bless my psyche my. by Sincere Engineer. We're listening to one of my favorite songs on the album. Coming in last. Uh, we also that all, that one also made the the lists of our friends daniel and thomas thomas has it over here at number 19 an interesting find that i would describe as quote sincere punk ha get it the vocalist here has a very earnest delivery that carries several of the tracks of the album and daniel says over here has number 11 the other massive surprise of my honorable mentions thanks to thomas for this review because i fell head over heels for the sound a more refined sound similar to camp cope uh, with jangly instruments, raspy vocals, and heart-on-sleeve lyrics. Mm. All from an indie sad girl? How could it not be one of my favorite albums mm. of the year? This album is, t- is 10B as far as I'm concerned because it deserves to be in the top 10. We talked about that when uh, you mentioned it. Exactly. Yeah. My number 17 album, obviously, after the saturation of the indie sad girl market, I needed something to, to jangle me back mm-hmm. into actually appreciating what women can do with music. Yes. <laughs> and damn it, did Drea... Celebrating women's contribution to the music scene. All right. Drea something Italian, I don't know, soprano, whatever her last name is. Um, she, she, she did a really good job on this one, and I'm very happy to see what becomes of her. Yeah. It's like has that feeling of like it could get stale. That's true. But it, 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 oh, it's, man. This, this, this genre too is, is kind of like, oh, you could do, you can either knock it out of the park, mm-hmm. or you can just kind of, yeah, whatever. Right. You know. So I look forward to hearing. It, but again, I'm not a creative person, so I don't know what goes into the creative process. But I do know how to judge things really, really well. He's so judgmental. <laughs> so I listen to this and I'm like, man, this is so good. But will it? Is this the? Is this the height? That's the worry part. And even though it's you know her second album. 
it's still like obviously her breakout album yeah. here so the third album is going to be a lot of lofty expectations mm -hmm. and you know that's where we, it's, we, we worry and then by yeah. the fourth album we're just like okay she already made this album twice before <laughs> and I, I like we just we judge too much mm -hmm. we are we are judgmental pricks if, if not yes. anything but uh, yes. you know what I do love about this and, I, and we touched upon this when Adam talked about it on, uh, on his honorable mentions but um, like it, it's so cool that like um, the lead singer here Andrea Drea something. Yes. Drea, uh, she Beneducci. She wrote. She wrote music to fit her vocal range. She's not trying to, you know, be an Adele or anything like that, right? Like she knows. Right. She knows her range, and she wrote music to um, to make the most out of her own vocal range, which I think is very, very commendable. And um, I think you know most singers should do. You know, exactly. uh, not that singers shouldn't push themselves to, you know, be better singers and, you know, and uh, work oh, on I'm their sorry. art. Deanna Bello. Deanna. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Drea is somebody else, not insincere engineer. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah uh, uh, ruined it all. But, but just, just that idea, that kind of self-awareness that like, you know, I know I'm not the best singer in the world, but I'm going to write music for like, for myself. my own vocal range, for myself, for myself. Exactly. More artists should do that. Yeah, everyone should do that. Not just Sleeping With Sirens. Right. Whatever happened to them? I think they wrote music for themselves. Like sometime last year. I don't, I... <laughs> there was like an EP maybe after they tried to make their comeback. No, wait, they did have an album like in 2019. 19? Yeah, with that, the, the one with that candle face. Right. And Kellen being like, dude, you know what sucks is that. I had a drinking problem. Oh no! I'm Kellen Quinn. Kellen, no. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to play this next song from a band that I've come to know and love this year, primarily, and um, you know, a lot of hype going into this album. Listened to it, and I was like, "What? This doesn't sound like the original them." But then you dig through the layers, you dig through the metaphors, you dig through. The weirdness that could be there but eventually it all comes back around it all comes full circle some of the songs are cheeky mm -hmm. and that's okay sometimes absolutely mm. don broco amazing things mm. a very very good album a very very good album a lot of our listeners put this on theirs as well i'll actually go ahead and i'll, I'll read uh, through one of them I, uh, you know, it took me a while to, to, to let it sink in, to finally get it, because I'm so used to this band being, like, right on the forefront of, like, hooks and everything, and the hooks were there. You just had to dig. Mm -hmm. So, um, even that Easter Sunday song, I came around on that one. Okay. Nice. I don't know if it was because it was the description that I learned from it, what it's about. Yes. But for some reason, like, that helped me to want to dig deeper and eventually hear the hooks in there. Yeah. And then you'd love it. Hard body, always, always at, at the gym. gym, always at the gym. This is not a song that anybody should enjoy. But no, boy, do I love it! <laughs> but every time I go to the gym, like uh, this is a, literally the first thing that goes in my head. So, like the infectiousness of this album, it's, it's weird. so apparent. It's weird. Yes, I love it. Um, and like all I can think of is, I don't know, positive things about attractive women, which is bad. But that's where my brain goes when I hear this song. You're a red-blooded man, and that's okay. <laughs> and for some reason, the way they created the music to match that image, mm -hmm. it works There is me. an inherent sexiness <laughs> to this album. I and think I so. Think, and I think that was a, a deliberate, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this was also Daniel's number 50. 
2019 album of the year. Nice. Don Broco have done it again. The Bad Boys of Britain <laughs> return with another fun album with weird musical stylings mixed with, ca- mixed with catchy hooks for days. Well, I don't think it breaks new ground, per se. How dare you? How dare you? You take our phrase, <laughs> use it against us. No, <laughs> I don't think it breaks new ground, per se. It does have some of their best material. Highlighted track, Uber. Another great track. Uber's a great song. That one, I did not like at first at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, and, did it grow on me. And you were the one who actually told me on our track by track the hidden meaning behind that song, Uber. I just learned which it. I was fucking dense. <laughs> I learned it while we were recording that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> right. We're like, oh, I should read lyrics more often, maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Revenge Body. There's nothing to this song, uh, like metaphorically. It's just like, hey, that chick's hot now. Because she broke up with the dude, and now you feel bad because you broke up with her. Yeah, because she's hot now. Now she's hot, finally. (laughs) You didn't see it because it was under the layers. Yep. (laughs) Just like this album. Oh, my God. This album is a revenge body. (laughs) Wow, metaphors. I love metaphors, Adam. (laughs) Man. So, yeah. Top number 10. Number Number 10. 10. Great start, dude. Shout out to other songs that are in my top 52. I can't play them because I might play them. In a couple weeks, I don't know. We'll find Uber, out. best song of the year. Who knows? It's poten- potentially it's a pretty good song. Potentially, good song. I like other songs a little more. <laughs> what a great start to this e- to this week's episode, Adam. We got sincere engineer. We got Dunbroco, and now we are moving on to my only EP that made it to my top ten. So you know, mm. Adam, he splits up his EPs and his full length album. You know, he's. A purist. It's, it's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. A purist. It's okay. It's okay. I, like, I, I believe I in separating Separate, people by their differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, separating albums EPs by their differences. can go to their own school. <laughs> right. LPs can go to the good schools. To the good schools yeah. and the good neighborhoods use their own drinking mm-hmm. fountains. You're right. I mean, I'm... EPs use their own drinking fountains. <laughs> right. Separate but equal. <laughs> and when the LPs are done swimming in the pool, then mm-hmm. the EPs can come in. Oh, no. Separate it. pools. You got to keep those separate. Yeah. Oh, you don't you want to sully the LPs oh, pools, man. right? Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't know what's going on. The, but the germs. Me, in my utopian... <laughs> Oh, future sorry. yes <laughs> utopian future where L- or eps and lps can get along and, and and unite under one banner of music and art <laughs> eps and lps are i don't all have ago. to cower in the herd anymore <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> but the only ep uh to make it to my uh top 10 this year D- and uh is i was actually surprised that uh this ep was going to come out because you know they had an album an lp uh, come out last year oh my goodness what? and uh and you know to, to know that i was going to get more music from this artist was you know got me very excited but also got me nervous right because i kind of mm. heard oh this was uh this actually it takes place in the same concept style or the storyline of sex death and sex death in the infinite void this is american noir from creeper one of my you know quickly becoming one of my favorite bands for favorite current bands what a good song so this is also what? thomas's number three ep nice three p of the please, year please tell me daniel gave this a shot and may have liked it he did not rank this no. at all. i know he's wanting creeper to like yeah, surprise Creeper's him. just not like hitting him it's the same way it's hitting the rest of us. So maybe it just needs another uh, 
Uh, mm -hmm. We just need some more good music mm -hmm. from them, and they'll hit them eventually. I, uh, someday we might get some better music from them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what Thomas has to say is another excellent Creeper record as the band continues reaching new heights with their distinctive style. Absolutely, Thomas, I cannot agree more. Um, and this is just kind of a continuation of Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void from 2020. But um, because that album was so good and so distinctive and so unique mm -hmm. and its own thing, they could get away with getting with just kind of releasing more of that, right? And this is also kind of distinctive of its of that album as well, in a little in a little bit of a way. I don't think they can get away with doing this one more time. I think they're going to have to kind of push the boundaries a little bit more for the next release, whatever that may be. That's that, that's where they're they're lying in there, and that's why it's good that. We get some solo projects yeah. and some Salem EPs yeah. and to keep it to keep it lively. Yeah, exactly. Because we're gonna be like harshly judging the next album. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if this is good anymore. You know, that's that's the unfortunate <laughs> thing too. Is like, and, and we're not doing it like, you know, to to put the band down spiteful. or anything. It's just yeah, it, it not being spiteful or anything. But it's just that when you set the bar so high, expectations have to mm -hmm. rise as well. So it's not like you know, maybe like next album or EP or whatever the case may be might be a good one. Mm -hmm. Just we just can't inevitably. You're just gonna inevitably hold it to the, hold it to a higher standard. Ooh, that's solo, baby. Look at this solo, dude. Go like, Ian Miles. Who does like great solos anymore, right? Other than like metal bands. I guess. This is yeah. like such a bygone era, but mm -hmm. like they're bringing it back, bro. Like doing the well, Mike Hens thing. As long as he keeps listening to Steinman. I yeah. think we're gonna get some good music <laughs> into the future here. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. You have to like. I don't know. It's it's a weird balance, but mm -hmm. maybe they can figure it out. Yeah. So going into the studio with Steinman again, right? Got to, or at least go back to the seventies. Or isn't he dead? Yeah. Okay. That's why I have to go back in time. Okay. All right. They're, they're time traveling <laughs> vampires. We've already discussed. Yes, this. that's true. <laughs> I don't listen to this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we'll go see. Can hear us. God can hear us. And again, you go back and forth with the dual vocals. I love the dual vocals, dude. It's, it's wonderful. And I love when Hannah like takes over as well. I haven't played that song. There's a reason for that. Mm. Mm. That's true. But yeah, That's American true. Noir, the new EP. So let me... From Creepy. Obviously, my best EPs of the year, mm -hmm. American Noir, was, was on that list. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a lot of best EPs, including... It, my friend. Rebecca Black. There we go. What the heck? What was that? How many albums? Four out of six. Four out of six. Very good. Not bad. Not bad. But I also had Hurt Wave with Night Therapy 1 EP. Mm -hmm. Hoping for Night, Th Night Therapy 2. Coming um, out soon, I'm sure. The Salem 2 EP was a five out of five. Nice. Fucking whatever was a five out of five. Poppy's Eat. Mm. Eat, Poppy. No, um, <laughs> five out of five. Uh, obviously, Creeper, a four out of five. Down Again. Can we just... Ooh. keep on talking about that band what a great and band anybody who hasn't checked out down again please do yourself a favor and check out that five song ep mm -hmm. bury the bones ep good stuff thank really you. good thank stuff. you to the band for reaching out to us too or uh, this is the band's management sorry right and hot milk i just want to know what happens when i'm dead ep Ooh, so hot Ow. four out of five good stuff frank i arrow in the future violence i hope he just sticks with this band because they seem to be doing good stuff i, I can think of a few other people he can collaborate with nope <laughs> he's, he's he's too busy he's too, too busy, busy, busy. busy. Too busy. <laughs> the heaven is a place this is a place ep four out of four i love that uh losing my religion cover they finally yeah. got it right um <laughs> boston manor desperate times desperate pleasures ep Ooh, so desperate four out of four 
No, sorry, four out of five. And then Landon Tours, Frontal Lobe Submissions EP, mm. five out of six. Man, this was a good year for EPs. It was. And I just, I you know, I got to keep them separate. Maybe equal. They might be equal, but maybe they're one still day, separate. Maybe one day Adam will, Adam will wake up to the realities of society <laughs> and, you know, allow the EPs and the, e- and the LPs to commingle. But today is not that day. Today is not that day. You got to keep them separate because then they get their own, like, time to shine. Oh, my fucking God. I give... <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't think you listen to this album mike and i'm really sad about that mm. because my number nine album is a new album it it's only been out for a couple of weeks here but oh a couple of weeks this okay. band surprised the living bejesus out of me this album's fucking good mike mm. i need you to listen to this album may and... day parade now this band Obviously, albums two through four were poor with their debut masterpiece. Sure. Albums five, Black Lines, pretty good. Pretty good. Sunnyland, I went back and listened to that one. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. This one, the bar is set. Please tell me about it. Because nobody else put uh, Mayday Parade on their list. Also, you know, they sent their list like three weeks ago. Right. Um... This sounds like a band that's finally coming into their stride. Mm. It's strange. I After listened to five albums or six albums, six, seven albums. I think I might have missed one somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, the hooks are there. The big choruses are there. There's a track on here that's very metal with a guitar solo in it. Mm. <laughs> um, but the consistency of the of the hooks, yeah, and the ballads. Obviously, they're going to throw in their ballads. Good, good stuff. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm impressed. I was I was so upset when I found that this was not an EP. Because I'm like, yeah. fuck! I have to listen to a whole other album from a band I kind of like. Yeah. Great. You begrudgingly <laughs> will listen to. And then I kept on listening to it. And like, this is good. And, and right you here, know, track nine or ten. I think this is track ten. This is the song notice. Yes. One of the huge standout tracks here. Um, and yeah, I gave this album a 10 out of 12, which I haven't done wow. for a Mayday Parade album in a and long time. I remember, time. you know, those of us who, uh, you know, are, are active in the Discord, the Skinny Discord, description in below, uh, like you actually said, like, can somebody reaffirm this? Because I <laughs> yes. feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I posted the gif of Will Ferrell from Zoolander saying, yeah. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> so luckily, Tom balanced it out, said it was going to be an honorable mention for him. Okay. And I, And Dave said that he also enjoyed it as well that was okay. a solid album all right um you know you you convinced me i will i will go back and check out this okay. and then uh i'll and then i'll scrap I'll, since also i do the production i'm gonna delete this episode and see <laughs> if there's anything that uh i'm going actually no you, you're right thomas put it here as number six number, mayday is mayday parade is back whoa i'm sorry number 16 okay number so. 16 uh is back with probably their best album since their debut just mm-hmm. like you said no uh, doubt this album has very solid hooks and nice pacing throughout his favorite track sideways like, that sideways yeah it's like track five i believe cool and that's that's a that's a good song not one of my favorites but yeah. it's it's one of the more ballady kind of ones yeah. but yes and while i like that <laughs> debut album as well you know native parade's never been like a band that's like on the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. you know just, just because you know they just kind of released my whole, whole right. albums they usually do that's why i was so shocked by this yeah so, so yeah um, i'm excited I'll, I'll, you convinced me i'm gonna check that out okay. uh, check out what it means to fall apart yes cool i'm happy to hear that i'm happy to hear that 
This 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 episode is nothing if not a bunch of recommendations from both you and me. <laughs> exactly, so I love it. Then we get really busy in January catching up with everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about midway through our list, I'm going to take a break and talk about some of the best album art of the year. Ooh, you know, because okay. that's that's another list that I that I uh, put together. But uh, my number eight uh, also matches up with one of our listeners. His number five. So mm. excited to talk about this. You have not talked about this album mm. yet, so. Mm. I'm excited to see where it lands for you, my friend. I'm sure it's in the dumpster fire. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, the kind of triumphant return, I oh guess, of goodness. this band. This is the Million Masks did, of God. Did, did this band, like, bring in 75 songwriters to teach them how to write music? <laughs> like, what happened on you this album? You mean Grammy Award-winning uh, composer Andy hall yeah the lead singer who hasn't wrote written anything this good in their entire career hey black mile surface is fine simple that other math. one simple math is good this okay. is like leaps this is and bounds. way better than simple math. oh my god, oh my god. This, is, this is like mayday parade yeah this like, is their best album i really think oh this my is god. their best album yeah this wow is, this is what album six i think for them god, i can never remember who, who knows but yeah this, they've been around for a good while now mm-hmm. since the uh since the mid aughts and um yeah and, and you know they they don't release albums pretty oh consi- pretty consistently, but uh, Manchester Orchestra has just kind of knocked it out of the park with this one. You know, of course, going going into this one very nervous because um, of the inconsistent uh, the inconsistent uh, album qualities of the uh, of the song of the album from the past. But uh, our friend Thomas put this at his number five. Mm. Amazingly, this was my introduction <laughs> to Manchester Orchestra, Man. a blind spot for me before this album. This was about as good an indie rock record can be made. Uh, an issue, my issue with indie rock has always been pacing, but this record flows really well and keeps you engaged throughout. With output like this, it is easy to see why Manchester Orchestra has become one of the biggest indie rock acts around. It's amazing. Yeah. Album six, by the way. So thank you very much for checking that out. I, again, shocking. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, well, I mean, you know, Black Mile Surface was a fair you know top 20 albums so yeah. i was expecting good things from this but uh yeah it more than beyond blew it blew my expectations mm-hmm. great in a good atmosphere way. great pacing just like thomas said mm-hmm. the songwriting quality has just kind of jumped up astronomically it's just overall it check marks all those boxes that i love out of like not just indie rock bands just but from albums in general mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not overly encumbered by like a huge concept. I mean, it doesn't need to. Uh, Manchester Orchestra, excuse me, Manchester Orchestra does do like concept albums as well. Um, this one, I think, is just kind of a straightforward like this bunch of songs put together. Right. Um, uh, there is there are lots of references to the masks of gods and the ones and the masks that we put on ourselves in everyday society and, and our friends and family and things like what? that. What are you but, talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about masks? Who puts masks on? Metaphorical masks, Adam. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I, I, I kind of assumed this was going to be in your top ten, so I'm excited to see where this might we'll land for see. you. Unless you forgot about it, I, that's very I mean, possible. I might have forgot. If you if you forgot, Adam, I recommend that you check out this one. Yeah. Maybe I will. I check out Mayday Parade. You check out Manchester okay. Orchestra. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy that uh, one of my favorite bands of the past has kind of come back and knocked it out of the park and 
I, you know, for the most part, everyone who seems to have listened to this seems to like it. Uh, but, you know, Thomas put it in his number five, of course. So thank you, Thomas. Happy that you enjoyed it as well, my friend. Uh, yeah, so let's go to move on now to Adam's number eight. My number eight. Again, another one I wasn't sure about. Check and see which track I'm playing here. Okay, cool. <clears throat> I was I I knew nothing of this band going into this process. That was the weird part where you're just like, well, okay, I'm gonna listen to this band and like you have no idea what to expect, but you listen to it and you're like, oh man, you gotta love that music. You gotta love those vocals. You gotta love that I keep on listening to this album only on YouTube because it's the only place I can find it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I was blown in the right way. Mm, away. Gold necklace. I felt it too. I mean, like, I don't even know, know the words. I just turn this on and I yeah. groove. It is beyond groovy. Yeah, hey, uh, my friend. Is this. When was the last time Kurt Travis made your top 10? Do you know? I don't think he ever has. Wow. There we go. I know, like, even his first solo album is like a top 20. What happened? His first solo album. What happened? No, his first solo album. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, second solo album. <laughs> if you want me to, to peruse the list, I can. But I seriously, like, I mean, that Eternity Forever EP was obviously really, really good. Step in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, but this, we finally got the full album. I mean, I did it out of eight tracks. Mm-hmm. And again, I haven't listened to it without commercials once. <laughs> so it, I, Until now, we finally <laughs> put an ad locker on your fucking... Uh, I listen to it on my phone, Mike. <gasps> I don't just like... I guess oh, I could, on your phone, that's right. I could hook my Bluetooth up to the computer. But there you go, yeah. There you go. Maybe Technology, I'll listen to it that dude. way. So I don't know like how those those uh, interlude tracks kind of like merge well with it, but like, you just want to dance. And like even... I'm dancing now. I, I don't know what's going on with this album art. It's just like a 70s it's a chick. beautiful woman putting on a gold necklace. What are you talking about? I guess so. And for some reason, like since I've been staring at this album art, like... That's all I think of when mm-hmm. I listen to this, and I'm like, she represents this album. Yeah, just but like even like looking at the album art too. Look at the lighting. Look at the kind of like evocative color grading too. Very, very much evokes the 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 atmosphere of this album too. It is it's pretty a good choice. Awesome. Well, yeah, everything is beautiful. Number twenty-two oh, of 2014. Cool. Yeah, so just barely <clears throat> missing the the top twenty. That's the best he's ever done. I mean, that Royal Coda album from years past, two years ago, I believe, eh? I mean, who even can tell anymore? What is years? What are years? I don't know what years are anymore. Um, so, though the You and Me and Oceanside song is the only track that I gave a thumbs down to. Okay. Something <laughs> like the that. one, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very good song. I don't recommend it to most people. But, um... Other than that, this is a solid album all the way through, and yeah. surprisingly, nobody's lists. But again, this was November. Yeah, this was a November album. It's a, so. it's a, it's a pretty recent one, so you, there's one. There's that recency bias, uh, but also it's there were enough good albums, especially throughout everybody's lists here, to kind of I guess maybe bump this one a little bit down for mm-hmm. you, dude. Top ten. I know. Congratulations. So, to Kurt, Kurt Travis, Royal Coda, Compassion from 2019. My number 19 album. Oh, there we so go. So it's like, good job, Kurt. Higher, buddy. You finally made it. You finally made it, brah. 
Very good. Good job, gold necklace. I was excited to see, I was excited to see if this would crack the top five, but no, right there at the number eight for you, my friend. Now the real question, as we say every year with the Kurt Travis project, will they be back? Kurt No. Like I, like I met, they're done again. Remember, gold necklace won the award for. We're never going to think about gold necklace again for in the next four months. Oh, that's right. So many weeks ago, we talked about them, so yep. I forgot about your awards. <laughs> so many awards. We're out of trophies. We I spent know. so much money on trophies. I mean, Kurt, like, he was just walked away from my house, like dejected. It's like, why does everybody think I quit my band? It's not my fault. Because I'm, you, I'm not the problem. I'm the victim here. It's everyone else's fault. Right. I'm the good one. They were busy so busy <laughs> my number seven was a crowd favorite so to speak this was an album that like not only were were a lot of people i think admittedly skeptical going into this album yes but uh it blew us all away yes it did this is i think gonna win the award if, if we count it up this is gonna win the award for making everybody's top, top 10, 10. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> and i already know what you're gonna say and it's no, you also my number seven adam. oh it is okay <laughs> so, we'll so. see but uh adam you don't know what i'm talking about i don't, you don't even, even know, you. know me as a man i mean there's four albums that you picked that weren't in my top 10 so obviously we don't know anything i should just go home no we uh, should my number quit seven quit over here oh i was wrong Oh, okay. It wasn't your number Whoa, seven. Okay. Interesting. It's, okay. It's something higher. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Dumpster fire? I shouldn't have listened to this album. <laughs> I had no reason to listen to this album this year at all. This album was the greatest <laughs> mistake of your life. I, that's all I can say all year long. I wake up screaming. <laughs> Holding on to <laughs> An album, a band that we kept making fun of because of their dopey name. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, that, that debut album is a little 50-50, you know? But my goodness, from that album to this album, what an improvement. Leaps and bounds. I read that like during the recording of the last album, like half the band quit and oh, they brought in right. new members. So like half of that album was written with the new members. Mm -hmm. Obviously this one was written with those members still. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, again, you set the bar at Holding Absence on album two. Good luck with album three. <laughs> I know it's another it's another case of like, you know, just like Creeper, you set the bar so high. Man, we're gonna be we're gonna be watching very carefully, carefully. about what's going on in the future. Yes. Adam, this album also made Dave's number two Whew. album. I cannot believe that Dave was hyping this album leading up to it for like six months. Yeah, <laughs> and it's only his number two. And we two. kept putting it down like. Come on, Dave. You don't know what you're talking Come about. Come on, Dave. That song's not that good, Dave. Stilt Stiltner's number six <laughs> album of the year. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready for the name. But this uh, is beautiful. This is also song. Daniel's number seven album of the year. I'm going to read, read that really quick. Go for it. Add this one to the list of albums I never thought would have made the top ten. Same here, buddy. Uh, after an honestly forgettable debut, Holding Absence stepped in in a big way with this album, straddling the line between alt-rock and post-hardcore better than almost any other band in recent memory. This band creates a great atmosphere throughout the album. The production is stellar and the vocals are perfect all the way through. Add in some of my favorite lyrics of the year and this album feels like something special. I hope this band continues to innovate and carve their little niche in the scene. Uh, and then, number two for our good friend Thomas here. Whoa. My goodness, Whoa. this album was a shock. 
I enjoyed this album's, I, I enjoyed this band's record from 2019, but it didn't blow me away. From the second I turned this on, the second it finished, I was in love with the greatest mistake of my life. That's a weird thing to say. Because <laughs> that could be interpreted so many ways. And it only grew in me as I listened to it more throughout the year. Lucas may be the best vocalist currently in the alternative scene. Ah. Many songs here are carried by solely by Lucas's vocal cord shredding. For me, this is the emo masterpiece. This is an emo masterpiece, and I feel like bands will be chasing the sound for years to come. Favorite hmm. song here? Dialogue in your lover's arms. Man. We might be what hearing about song? that song what? at some point. A sad, sad song. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I know. But beautiful, but good stuff. Beautiful song to sing with your sister. <laughs> we didn't have to go incest, Mike. Why are you always going to go incest? I didn't. Lucas did. Lucas <laughs> Yeah, this is another they thing. love each other. Would have never thought I'd put a Holding Absence album in my top ten. No way. My goodness, this, is a, this album blew me away just like it did pretty much everybody across the, across board. the board one more to go we'll see what, i don't know what i think about it yet <laughs> the jury's still yeah out. so I, obviously there's a lot more to talk about with this album so uh, we'll, we'll kind of stop it over here then and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on our, our thoughts on the greatest mistake of my life you can take that however you want <laughs> uh, no nope. uh, coming down the line so what's interesting about my number seven, the real number seven, is that, one that you this is also one that's pretty consistent across swept. the board. Swept. As far as I could tell from looking at Let's lists, see. but I think there were some lists I didn't see. I don't think I saw top, Daniel's top ten. So uh, I sent it to you, buddy. I know, and I was in the middle of reading it when you showed up and was like, when give me your fucking laptop. We need to start the show. And I was like, okay, dude, I'm sorry. Fucking home. I'm so Uninvited. sorry. I'm so sorry. Adam, I know you're not ready, but we're recording today. Right freaking now. All right, I want to make sure I don't play the... Uh, the good video, song? The video version. Oh, is there <laughs> no, story shit? This band, okay, the the, the build-up. We never heard of this band our entire lives. We're just like, what Uh-oh. the hell is this band all about? What's this stupid fucking name about? Oh, the Awesome Mix podcast. What did they know? They don't know mm. good music. They don't know anything. And, my, and Adam was like, okay, I'll listen to this. I got nothing else to listen to. What? Then I was like, oh. <gasps> Everybody's gonna listen to this, Mm-mm. and everybody's gonna like this. Uh oh! Here it is. Is this the post-grunge album I've been looking for for the past twenty-five it years? Might be. <laughs> is this what I should have been listening to in nineteen ninety-six? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. This is Teenage Wrist with Earth is a Earth in the Max Home. <laughs> earth, Earth in the Max Home. <laughs> so. So not quite mm. a sweep. We don't. It's not on Stilt Stiltner's list. Okay. Over okay. here, but but the rest of us. Uh, that I won't. Matter. I won't call out everybody. So I'll just go ahead and read one. This did okay. make Daniel's number ten album of the year. Okay. Surprisingly kind of low compared to how high it is for everybody else, but still the top ten, right? I know some members of the community might kill me for putting this album so low <laughs> on the list, but regardless, this album surprised me. I don't think I have to tell you why it's great, but simply put, it is the best alt rock album I've heard since Welcome to the Neighborhood wow. uh, by Boston Manor. Uh, it's almost boringly perfect in a way, lol. <laughs> <laughs> it is quick, yeah. but it's like an enjoyable, quick listen. And yeah. songs like this, Silver Spoon? Silver Spoon. Whew, man, it's like got that perfect. Uh, that perfect 90s Brit, uh, verse right here mm-hmm. <clears throat> for this particular track. Not the strongest chorus, but come on, the, that verse though. Come on, that verse mm. and a good like guitar solo in the middle of it. Yeah, other great standout tracks. Great blending of genres too. Before you move on, yeah, yeah. that's the bizarre part. And then like 
this album came out, we gloated about it. Band feels like just like kind of just disappeared after that, but well, um, the lead singer, I forget his name, but like he's like actually a producer. So this is his like main project that he does when he's like it's not busy, not busy or he does on the side or whatever. But he's actually like he produces and like composes music for other bands. Okay, good for him. Good for him. I thought that he brought in songwriters for this Fucking album. Dream job. No, he is the songwriter <laughs> that people does. dream that oh. people bring in. Which Interesting. goes to show like why this album is so wonderfully produced, wonderfully paced, and and wonderfully written. Right? I'd like to believe that. I'd like to believe it's not the other way around. But we'll find out someday whenever they release their next album in like six years. Yeah. So there is a song <clears throat> here that I thought you were going to come around to by the end of the year because it did come out pretty early. It came out in February. Um, yes. So you, you never came around on that one song? Nope. The track six. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't even remember how it goes, but something, I'll tear you down. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm, I, okay. I don't want to be torn down. Anthony Salazar. That's him, yeah. Alright. We'll keep our eyes open for that name. Yeah. Over kinda, the course of time. Kind of check his check credits of other oh, sorry. bands. Marshall Gallagher. Okay. Yeah, so kinda check, check the credits of like other albums and so or maybe see his credits going forward to see what if anything that he might have consulted on, so or produced going forward. So we'll keep our eye out for that. Probably on the next Taylor Swift album or something. Can't wait. Olivia Rodrigo. Ooh, that'd be a good collab. That'd be weird. <laughs> Very weird. <clears throat> so yes, thank you, Teenagerist. Thanks you, Awesome Mix Podcast, wherever you are these days. I know I've, I've made fun of you for not being around for the last eight months. Twelve months. <laughs> seven months. Um, I mean, you guys were all hyped to go into the summer, and then you just... You just kind of got swept away by the ocean. I don't know. Swept away. The ocean took ye. Oh, no. They were... War- <laughs> Amity Affliction warned us about the ocean. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm interested to see where that album might show up on Mike's list as well. Um, uh, fuck, that's the one album I forgot to put on. Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn it. All right. Show's over. Show's over. Go back to it. Number six. We are already midway through this list. I'm very excited. Uh, this Almost. is a recent addition this list so mm. this was something that like you know kind of starting the process of re-listening to all these albums i'm like oh, i kind of have an idea already what my top 10 is going to be you know give or take a couple of surprises and then you know some idiots all like oh dude you gotta listen to this so why don't you how come you don't how come you're not listening to this i'm mm-hmm. like you know i don't like this band mm-hmm. adam have you heard of mr Brightside? <laughs> do it <laughs> this is the album pressure machine the latest album from the killers Thank an you album so that much you for listening to them wouldn't expect to come from a band like this right you know you know you think of the killers you think glam rock you think vegas you think mm-hmm. big gigantic choruses not that there's not <laughs> that one yeah kind of like that even in 2020 like that imploding the mirage yeah. album was you know it, it there was no substance to it mm-hmm. there was some good hooks in it but there wasn't anything of like, wow, this is like emotional and about interesting storytelling mm-hmm. and character driven. And and then you're just like, you hear a song like Quiet Town here. And you're just yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the opening track too. And track two, but like it's kind of yes. the opening track. Mm-hmm. But my God, my, my goodness. Like if you want to give an award for an album that like also had a concept and blew it out of the water with this concept like and j- it, it, like 
Pressure Machine by The Killers is definitely going to be one of them. Also, Dave's number three album of the year. Ooh. Thank you, Dave. Man. I, and I, he, was, he went crazy for this, too. Like, as I soon know. as we talked about it, like, fully talked about it on the show, uh, this recently. So this was a recent addition for him as mm-hmm. well. Jumped up pretty high for him. Those of you guys who live in small town, middle America, yeah, we know you're out there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this album might hit a little differently. For I, you, right? I would think so. Yeah, um, and obviously, the pacing is really good. Yeah, um, I know Tom said he fell asleep the first time listening to it mm-hmm. back in August. I don't think he went back to no, enjoy it too much the only after one, that. Dave was the only one who ranked this on all okay. of the lists that we were given. And Daniel said he wasn't going to listen to it. Right. Because his list was done. Yeah, he solidified his list. (laughs) Brave thing to do, by the way, because I'm pretty sure this would have fucking, like, uh, from what we know about Daniel, this would have inched his way in there. It's possible. Get out of here, teenagerist. I mean, it mixes in being religious and struggling with religion. I mean, I I don't know if Daniel knows anything about that. He doesn't listen to music like that. No. And you throw in some interesting uh, opioid em- epidemic kind of yeah. stuff i mean it does it hits it on the nose the metaphors yeah. you don't have to dig too deep emotional roller coaster this album this album is. Mm-hmm. and and you can i don't know there's just so many layers to this and yes mm. i do think it deserves a track by track it's somewhere down so, the road yeah here. I, I think we're gonna revisit this sometime in the future i mean spoiler alert we love it <laughs> but, but but just to kind of dissect each of these tracks and kind mm-hmm. of and kind of get our thoughts and our and our interpretations of what's going on with this album but again mm-hmm. uh just like we both recommend check out the full version of this one because you want to get the full effect of this album there isn't a bridge version that takes away the stories i did listen to that it's not as powerful it doesn't seem as interesting no it, or like it, I, I don't know how to put it. It's, it's still interesting. It's just like I mean, the songs are still great. Yeah, but the, but the stories add a different layer right. to the impact mm-hmm. of this album. If that doesn't make sense, just go in and listen to it because like it'll make sense when you right. check it out. It's so, like I know yeah. it, make, it makes the album four minutes longer. Oh no! But <laughs> it's kind of worth it, <laughs> and it's still a, a pretty long album. It, yeah, you know, fifty-one minutes. But it breezes, dude. I, it it breezes. really does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a huge. I would have never thought this. I mean. The Killers obviously blew me away in 2012 yeah. with Battleborn, but um, yeah, I wasn't expecting this at all. But maybe I'll, I'll 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 just shut up right now. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it a little bit later. We're gonna we're There's, gonna we're gonna stop it right here. We'll, we already we'll, we'll talk about when we do the track by track. I mean, that's that, mm. that, whenever that might be. Adam, there's so many albums missing from your list <laughs> how are we ever gonna finish this so my number six damn 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 damn, damn. where did this album come from damn 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 <clears throat> so i was not looking forward to this i heard the first single you know i don't, I don't listen to singles very much you hate all music and actually. i still listen to it because of the hype train but I was just like, okay, so what's what's the big deal? It's it's a song. It doesn't mean anything. And then you listen to the whole album, and I was like, okay, well, that's a pretty good album. Whatever. We you know we talked about it. You know, some people felt higher about it than others. Mm-hmm. And then you give a break to it. How many months went How by? How long of a break, Adam? Eight months, seven months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go back to it, and you're just like, what? How did I miss the nuances mm. of this? Mm. Holding absence. Number six, Mike. Number six. Number six. Well, 
why do I like this album, I, Mike? You know, I know we're already time travelers, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to tell 2021 self, our 2021 self about what the great S albums are. We should go back further Whoa. to tell 2019 <laughs> selves that it's going to get better. That it just it hang in better. there. <laughs> hang in there. Goodness gracious, wow. the greatest mistake of my life. Number six. Good job, man. I don't know. Like, and I gave this like a six out of nine back in March Ooh. when it came out. Very good. And I then I re-listened to it, and then I listened to it again, and like, no, this is a 10 out of 11. There's one Whoa, track. Oh, there it is. That, that circle song is still one that I'm... Not so feeling. It's not the strongest song, but yeah, it's still a good one. But I think. the rest of it, and including like culminating on dying in your lover's arms, is like, Fuck. whoa, yeah. And then like even the weird ending track that seven minutes long. Well, I meant like the closing track, track oh, twelve. Sure. I, I ended up giving a pass to that song. Okay. Like, cause it it just bookends the album and it closes it out so mm-hmm. perfectly. So I'm like, yeah, even though they had whew. a perfect ending with that. The penultimate song. Mm-hmm. They had another one mm-hmm. that you're right, perfectly bookends. I don't even know who it. sings it. It's not him. Who knows? But <laughs> who cares? It's fucking great. And it's like, well, fuck. Look at that handsome motherfucker. <laughs> if you can make more music like this into the future, good luck. I, I, I another time where I'm just like, this is you. Th- this is the peak. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can recreate this, mm-hmm. and I feel terrible for them, but we'll always have this album. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. We stuck around and waited for this album. Yeah, to, to, I was to already ready to be like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not listening to this. I know, I already know what it sounds like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then it fucking blew us away, and I'm exactly. so glad that we did that. Very good, dude. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad Dave wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. Or else we all wouldn't have this album in I our think, top ten. <laughs> I think every year Dave has the one album mm-hmm. that like is a fucking knockout success. Just it does happen for everyone, right? I mean. I, for this year, I think, you know, through Awesome Mix Podcast, Teenage Risk became that yeah. album through me. Right. This was through Dave. That's right. For you, probably Manchester Orchestra, because you've always been hyper right. yeah, yeah. And that one kind of s- s- swept a little bit. I think everybody kind of likes that album, too, yeah. And, you know, we'll see if Pressure Machine carries on <laughs> over time. But... You, you listen to that one? I, I'm, uh, maybe. Oh, okay. And then, I don't know, I'm sure Daniel's got one as well, but right now, holding absence at the peak of their game? I know. You know, for Lucas here, like, if this hold, if in the future this holding absence thing doesn't work out, he could always be like an H&M model. Probably, as long as he's holding the microphone. That's he's true. He's doing it right. There you go. He's, like, kind of boringly perfect handsome, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what, your that's fucking English, face is flawless, so, like, there's nothing for me to say about it. Fuck. I mean, that's just being British. That's where true. Man. You're like boringly handsome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> in that like <laughs> perfect way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In that like Prince Harry sort of way. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Princess Diana, baby. Mm. I love the ending to the song too. Like the, the fucking soaring instrumentals just mm. kind of lead us out. Mm-hmm. And I decided to play this song because you already played the song I was going to play. Nuts. So I played the strongest track on the album. Okay. <laughs> Besides In Your Lover's Arms, that's a long ass song. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's see what's going that on might, there. That might make other people's uh, tune, tune in January is all I'm saying. So now if there's overlap with our top 12 list, it's Mike's fault. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 
Uh, take a little bit of a break here before we reach our top okay. five. I want to talk about some of the best album art. Uh, you know, we gave out a couple. We gave out a few awards a couple of weeks ago. But um, uh, one thing I think we don't ever like kind of acknowledge is um, you know the packaging. You know, I think judging a book by its cover can be ba- can be valid to a certain extent, right? Uh, you know, go you go into an album art and you know certain album arts are evocative. They suppose, in my opinion, a good album art is supposed to be like evocative of like the atmosphere you're going to get maybe some of like the themes that you're going to listen to um i think so for the next hour and a half we'll be describing the nuances of Mm -hmm. mike's favorite all right all right (laughs) all right strap in baby there's some blue and some green (laughs) all right adam so with american noir by creeper some of the members have purple in their eyes so if you listen to line 17 of (laughs) but in all honesty american noir is a um, creeper uh, by creeper album like that for for I, I generally have a rule that like I don't want to see the band or the singer the fucking mm-hmm. cover like of American the fucking made, album. American Made made the worst album art oh, of the year. Yeah, that's definitely the winner of worst <laughs> album art. It's a fucking selfie fucking shit. Like, what's up, boys? <laughs> album art done. Starry Shantel. <laughs> But uh, this was like so artistically done, great lighting, great, and, and, and the positioning of the members too. Like that, yes. it tells a story. It and, took effort. Yeah, very, very, very cinematic. Uh, the Architect by Idola, you know, an album I didn't really enjoy, but like great costume design. I really mm. enjoy that mask. I want that mask that's on the album art over I don't there. I Think I know that one, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's like this creepy <clears throat> little white mask. Like a lot of like whites in the in, in the album art too. Uh, Flowers for vases, De Consolos by uh, Haley Williams. Talked there about that go. a little while ago. Like, there you go. You know, she did that. She did that uh, photography at home in a jacuzzi. You know, artful nudes. You know, very bold, very evocative. Yes. Things like that. You know, and, and that's Art. her. And that's Haley Williams on the front cover too. So that, you know, very very bold and brave of her to actually you know share that side of her body i just looked up idola right now like oh damn that's interesting yeah isn't it isn't that very interesting great costume design native Mm american-esque i think frontal lobe submission by landon tours you know if you want to talk evocative that is like a very mixture of like beautiful and grotesque which i think that the music of that album very much uh kind of evokes um so yeah that that was that was a good one that was very striking as well Uh, heaven in hiding by imminence not too much to say about it, but I do love the color grading. It's a very cool, like, kind of smoky effect. Hmm. Um, just kind of like an artistic representation of the atmosphere, I think. Uh, Horizons East by Thrice. Hey, congratulations. You guys won an award. <laughs> one of the good, one of the best album marks I've seen you all guys, year. Here's your participation trophy award. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did something right? <laughs> uh, if I Can't Have Love, I Want Power by Halsey as a recreation of a great uh, Renaissance painting. Tasteful with nude. T- another tasteful nude, yeah. I mean, this, this is actually... Like, all joking aside, this is actually a great year for, like, tasteful nudes in the scene, I suppose. I know. I don't yeah. know if we have to, like, cancel ourselves because we enjoyed Because we love nudity. Boots. Yeah. But, uh, but I guess we'll find that out next year. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if this album, or if this episode actually makes it to air. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Black was here uh, by Rebecca Black. Again, another one. Like, it's it's a picture of her. It's striking. All primped, all, all primped and proper. And then, but, like, vile, bile, like, coming out of her mouth. Like, it's yeah. very evocative. It's, like, the, the journey she went through as tells, an artist. Tells a story. Tells a story. <laughs> and the uh, last one I have here is a Swan Song by uh, The Plot in You. And, uh, again, Tasteful, tasteful nude. Nudes. Great, great use of lighting. Adam, um, Adam Driver looking over Adam the shoulder. Driver. <laughs> like, Adam Driver. Adam hey Driver and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like, this is the prequel to The Marriage Story. It really was. There you go. That was the prequel. 
episode <laughs> one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a phantom man's ass. A phantom man ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's hard for me to like pick a winner. You know, I, I you know, I just kind of put a bunch of like um, nominees here. If I were to pick one, though, I would have to say I would, I'd give it to like American Noir for also being, you know, for for being an album art that like on paper. I wouldn't like it. No, it's just a f- fucking picture of the band, but like it tells right. a story. It's a it's it's properly evocative of the story that's being told with the with the vampires in the in, in the album. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great use of lighting, color grading. And it's just it's this is really good. Adam, Very what's your cool. winner for album art of the year? <laughs> Putting him on the spot, he didn't make a list. I don't know. Like I don't feel anything yeah. by album art. Really? Does so, it? Does, yeah. does I mean, album American art do Noir anything? Is pretty good. Yeah. Like you look at that one, you're like, "Yep, that's exactly what the EP is about." Thank yep. you. Um, <laughs> other than that, like I really struggle most of the time to to, okay. to connect a visual. This is why I don't like watching music videos oh, anymore okay. either. Like, well, I don't... most music videos are just dumb anyway. So exactly that yeah. too. That ruined them. But I just don't like connecting visuals with music anymore. Okay. Like I'm just not at that That's stage. Fair. So you know, for the most part, like an album where it's just like a placeholder for you. Pretty much. Okay. Like Dirt by Alice in Chains. There you it's go. A good one. That's the that's the epitome Tasteful right there. Tasteful nudity. <laughs> a dead body in the desert. Yep. So tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Now we're moving on to our top <clears throat> five of the year. Oh, wait, I think it's my turn. Yes, you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Go All for right, it. I'm so waiting. <laughs> this was another album that I think, you know, a, a lot of people kind of really liked. We were anticipating this. Um, the one person who I thought was going to put this on his list did not, which was actually a big shocker. Was that so I, me or someone else? No. Oh, okay. But also you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the one person who like really likes this band and like didn't put this in his top 10. So it must mm. be in his top 20. Okay. But um, yeah, this one I think was uh, one that we were anticipating because we loved this uh, you know the previous works from the plot in you this is this this is swan song of course i hope this is not this band's swan song uh this is also thomas's number nine album and daniel's number nine so man you know, and my number 11 nine number nine eleven. Oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> it happens again <laughs> but no I, I i mentioned this two weeks ago mm-hmm. as my number 11 so yeah Good stuff. I don't remember if I read these out on um, two weeks ago episodes. I'll be going to read them out right now. The plot and you continue their trajectory. This is from Thomas. Uh, continue their trajectory as one of the most interesting bands in the alternative scene. If you're looking for a genre-bending record in vain of Bring Me the Horizon, you can do no better than Swan Song. Favorite track, Face Me, which we'll listen to right now. Uh, for Daniel, I'm to say, the plot and you continue to transition into one of the most interesting metalcore bands it, are they even metacore in the scene? Uh, they continue to flex their muscles with moody atmospheric and still some of the heaviest material in their discography. Landon is easily one of the best vocalists in the scene right now as he has flexed every bit of his range. I still think I like Dispose better, but this album is undeniably excellent. I agree with everything you guys just said. I seem to have liked it the most. And uh, Dave is the, uh, is, is the omission here, so it must be in his top 20 hmm. somewhere. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I loved it as well. Um, probably like the best. 
I mean, Dispose does have really good songs on it, obviously. It does. I mean, the last three albums all have really good albums, right. of songs on them, you know? This seems to be the more, most consistent of, yeah. his, of his releases now. Yeah, so. absolutely. But it's one of those things where it's like he—he's just getting praise after praise after praise, and I hope that he can keep that separate. Yeah. And you know, his creative process seems really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And but he's also at a point where it's like I can do no wrong. So True. I will follow. So I hope. Yeah, you're right. I hope, we hope we hope that that doesn't go that's to his the head scary part. Yeah. And go into like a, an Austin Knight sort of thing where it's just like, hey, you guys are all gonna love it. It doesn't matter. She shaved my fucking head. You know. I own a boat now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, just like our listeners here um, uh, talked about, Plot and Ute is one of the most interesting bands currently uh, mm -hmm. in cur currently making music right now. Right. And it's always a pleasure to kind of go on that discovery with them and, 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 and listen to all the music that they put out. It, it, it does, it, it's evocative of like metal core, it's evocative of like shoegaze, and it's a little, you know, alternative rock as well, a little bit of grunge too, a little bit of R&B because the Land and Tours is range. Mm. It's, 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 it, it checks all of those boxes, you know, mm -hmm. and knocks it out of the park, you know. So. I know. Because this, this should have been like the album that the fans hated. You know, in a way, but yeah. in a weird way, the fans didn't show up until disposed. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this seems like a logical progression from there. Because mm -hmm. they started I, off as like a kind of a, a throwaway metalcore band that no one really like. They blended in with all the other ones, right? And nobody liked them. Yeah. Back then, they didn't have like hardcore 2011 fans. Yeah. Who were just like wife beater moves. Like, <laughs> luckily, luckily, I'm pregnant. And that's a good thing when you don't reach your peak. Yeah. Until like your fourth album. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like there's your defining album at Dispose mm -hmm. and then go from there. Yeah. So I agree, man. That, that, that was, it's, it's interesting to, to think about in that perspective. Mm -hmm. Just a but, very interesting career trajectory for this band, for Landon Tours as a, as a songwriter. And you can tell too, even from his like side projects and his solo albums that like he was, he's been refining this sound and it's just, and, and, and it all culminates every time a new um, plot and new album comes out. So we'll see what the future holds, as we always do. Now, this band, speaking of bands that peaked in the past, um, I, 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 you know, we go into albums from this band very tentatively. Mm -hmm. We're usually like, dude, oh, I don't know about this, man. Like, it's been a long time since this band even uh, did anything that we enjoyed or wanted to listen to. Um, but then get a quarantine year maybe that shifts things up like <laughs> hey guys let's write songs that people like again and make it consistent all the way through that's always a good thing and so i feel like we brought back the bass mm. <laughs> we got some old school sound that rise against bass mm. baby Woo! number five this band has not been anywhere near my top 10 mm -hmm. since 2011 that's true and that's not good for them. Best album they, in 10 years, just like Daniel said over here. It's number six. And this track, Broken Dreams Incorporated. Mm. Single, maybe? It is a. It was a single that was written for DC's Death Metal mm. event in 2020. Okay. And then, you know, was put onto... Oh, there it is, yeah. So, again, like, this brings back just everything that we've known and loved from this band. Mm -hmm. It has, like, a new feel to it, mm -hmm. nonetheless, like, because the hooks are so infectious. So it's like, 
I don't know. I, I hate to say it's a good bridge from the past and the future, but it, it, but kinda, it really it is. kind of is. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It, it has like modern day sensibilities, and it has what we loved and fell in love with with uh, Rise Against in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great starting point for new fans too. I know they're kind of on the older side, right? Like they're kind of a legacy band at I this know. point. But like, if you've never heard of Rise Against, this is a great place to start. And then kind of go backwards and see if any of the other albums speak to you in the same way. Man, yeah, and they threw in hooks, and it's consistent. Like the last oh, yeah. ten years, it's been like okay, well, like fifty percent of the yeah. album. Like there's was a good, good song here, there's a good mm-hmm. song here, but this one's pretty weak. And but like this is good throughout, dude. And to to see how they've evolved on their ballads. I mean, they're not obviously they're known for one ballad. That's a mm-hmm. terrible song. And then like <laughs> you've all heard it. But to see that their ballads have improved and generally are some of the standout tracks of the teens, and to see it to culminate here with tracks like Forfeit. Like, it's like, oh man, this band like really learned how to write a good song here. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're in a state of flux by this level, at, at this stage in your career. And like, shock. do we go this way? Do we stay a punk band? Do we go full radio rock still? Mm-hmm. And they've done all of that too. Yeah. They've done the radio rock sound, they've done the punk sound, they've done the alt sound. Like it's all over the place. This band. So this one, like, I don't know, it's in a weird way. They blended it all together and it just fucking worked. Mm-hmm. Nowhere Generation. My number five album mm-hmm. of 2021. I really, for anybody I who really missed it, it too, it's my number 20. Daniel's number uh, number six, like I mentioned Whew. as well. So yeah, this is just, a, I think, a successful album altogether. Kind of shocked that this didn't make uh, Thomas's. And I think he liked this album as well. That's right. Probably number 21. We'll just call it that. And in a rare occurrence where I listened to an album the first time, and I, I posted, like, did Rise Against just write a good album? Yeah. After one listen? Yeah. Like, like wait a minute, I'm, I'll deconstruct this over mm-hmm. time. And it just never, it never deconstructed, yeah. which was great. Yeah, <laughs> great. It's great to be surprised by something that you were expecting to be kind of, eh, ho right? Mm-hmm. Those, yeah. Those, those, those are always, like, some of my favorite albums of the year sometimes. But we'll see where this band goes from here. I don't even know what number album this is, like, eight, nine, ten, oh, this is number 12? Fuck. Right? I think you're right. Yeah. No, that's that's too many albums. <laughs> well, they started in 2021. Oh, 2001. 2001. So this is their 20-year anniversary. Right. Yeah, we'll have to count it up. I think it's, I think it's close to 12. <laughs> I think it's around 10. Five, six, this is number nine. Okay, it's close <laughs> okay. to 10. Yeah, because yeah. they took long breaks through the teens. But yeah, those yeah albums they're usually were about fun. three to four years mm-hmm. of, to, to make an album. So. Okay. So yeah, they're not at AFI level yet. But who? Some other band. Can't wait to hear about that album coming up soon, Adam. That album was buried in my low honorable mentions Uh two weeks ago, Mike. That's so long ago. Oh my God. Back when you had hair. Back when you were young men. Hey! (laughs) I do not appreciate that. I'm ending this episode as we speak. It's okay. Number four. Number four over here. So yeah, this this was an album that... um, kind of kind of spurred because adam deep dived into this band's discography short discography but uh still deep dived into it dove deep Mm. kind of not just dove deep but dawned deep dawn dawn (laughs) hold on hold on it didn't play hold on hold on dawn deep 
Oh, Don Broco, of course, wow. with amazing things. Man. Thankfully, they put the, the the review of the album in the title. It's wow, number four. Number four. Man. This was also Dave's number seven. Daniel's number fifteen. We also, you know, we, we read those we read those out as well. Tom, did he Tom have did not rank this one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Shocking. So it's his number twenty-one. <laughs> Everything's twenty-one. Everything's twenty-one. Dude, like, you know, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of talk about like, oh, this isn't like their best album, right? Like a lot of people love like the the second album from this band. Like, mm-hmm. the name is escaping me. What is it? Automatic. Automatic. Yeah. Fucking and, like, great. Fucking great. Yeah. And just from my short, mm. um, short digestion of that album, it's very good. Mm. This one is also very good. Mm. I mean, I, I haven't dove deep into Automatic the same way I did Amazing Things, but. And listen I to, think they're on par. Listen to Priorities, the first okay. album. Like, don't don't sleep on that no, one. No, of that is a not. very is, good album is, as well. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite bands. Yes. Current <laughs> bands right now. So, like, I, 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 this is another band I got to deep dive into just like you did. I'm going backwards, of course, because I started with Amazing mm-hmm. Things. But, my gosh, what an introduction. This is a great freaking album. It, it, Man, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it juggles fun lyricism also with, like, serious subject matter. Great, like catchy catchy fucking hooks great atmosphere great blending of like pop music and a little bit of like easy core you know a little bit of like all the other kind of music music genres that we like a little bit of radio rock too but like oh my gosh it handles everything like yeah so expertly right it's weird yeah and since this album so defined the two vocalists yeah, oh, yeah. And then I went back and listened to the other three albums again, and was I was able to pick up on it a lot more mm-hmm. than when I first listened to them. So it's like it's a band that you just like you keep on listening to, and the layers are mm-hmm. very fun to 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 keep on going with. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, every and, and not just the two vocalists too, but everybody else in the band are really pulling their weight to make sure that not only do they stand out, but also they know when to like hold back and let another instrument shine too right? yes like the guitars aren't in this segment right now but like the bass and the drums mm-hmm. are carrying this section right on top of like the vocals it's so good dude like it's from a songwriting point of view like this album is just so intricate mm-hmm. there's so much to peel back and like like learn from like a composure sense standpoint oh I can't get enough of this freaking album. It's like, interesting. You know, and, yes. and, and I can listen to this album on a silly way. Every mm-hmm. time I go to the gym, I'm like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge Always body. at the gym. <laughs> you know? And, and I, I think that's just the consistency of the other three as well. Yeah. It's like, you don't get sick of them. Mm. It's so infectious. Yeah. They, like, every time I turn them on, I'm thinking like, oh, I'll eventually like get sick of this. And nope. I'm just like, no, I want to listen Haven't to all yet. four albums straight through. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is a little bit of a recency bias. You escape. This came out in October, but still, mm-hmm. from the moment I was to this cannot get enough i'm very glad that you yeah. you, you warmed up to them and again this was the beautiful thing about zach and brandon making a podcast because mm-hmm. i would have never thought to listen to them zach's number two album of all time right was, no that it, was that was trash boat oh okay um no this was like automatic was on brandon's like 80s or something like mm. that and i was like oh yeah i keep on hearing about that band i should listen to them and then you're just like oh, why have i not been listening Only to this in the 80s? <laughs> yeah dude oh my gosh i cannot get enough of this album and i can't highly recommend everyone to check this out i think there's something for everyone mm-hmm. in this album as well so um it, it, it just checks all those boxes like you know like i said with the silly factor like you know they, they like to have a little bit of fun they mm-hmm. kind of like do the dance gavin dance thing where they're not right. taking themselves super seriously right so that is a good thing too, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy that this band is now on our radar, mm-hmm. 
It's like you can only hold out for so long sometimes when you hear about a band. I know. And Reluctantly like, <laughs> checking a band out. Because like, I think Dave and Ian had been talking about this band for all those years we've been listening to them. Mm. And I was like, they keep on saying good things, but there's a lot of things that Ian likes that I really don't. Right. So he just, you never know if uh, it's going to cross over but that way. But at least way. with Dave, this is, it's Dave's uh, number seven album of the year. Exactly. All right, my number four. I love this album so much. I love Mike, music. Why Fuck. did you not make this band make an album this good until this year? But that's okay, because there was in the past, and I don't live in the past anymore, because this band brings me back to the present. So what I'm going to do is, I, I wasn't going to play this track, because mm-hmm. you already played it. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to play Tom's favorite song. Telepath. Which is also one of my favorite songs. Which is in my top 52 songs of the year. A lot of these songs are my favorite songs. <laughs> and now I've ruined it. I've ruined the surprise. Oh. But got to bring it down. Can't, now this can't win best song of the year now. Got to bring it down. It's the quietest, balladist Andy Hull. Never wrote a ballad this good in his entire life. Who co-wrote with you, Andy Hole? Mm. Who co-wrote with you is what mm. I want to know. According to Wikipedia, he did it all. Yeah. Mm. Oscar, I know I said Grammy before, mm. but Oscar award winning music composer, Andy Hole. This reminds me of things I've loved from the past. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the only reason I like it. Yeah. With a beautiful... <laughs> with a beautiful oh it's Andy Hall Andy Hall's on the phone he's calling right now hey thanks guys thanks for, thanks for putting me in your top 10 and um yeah like it just it hits all the marks perfectly let let it storm is that the name of the track telepath no that's the track let it storm oh also yes. a really really it? good song and as well as Mike's other song bedhead yes. which is more heavy but yeah like you, you you just you hit this point in the album where it's just like it's like banger after banger after banger, if you want to call this a banger. <laughs> no, ballads, ballads can be bangers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're just like in shock. Um, and yeah, this band surprised the f out of me this year, and I'm, that's why I had to put out number four. Yeah. There's only one track on there I don't like. It's a ten out of eleven. I believe it is track nine yeah. or ten. I forget which one it was because I don't like to think about what I don't like about this album. Sure. Yeah. But you know, even even still, like that's not like it's a bad song. It's just it's surrounded by a bunch of like amazing, almost perfect songs. Mm. Huge surprise, and it was such a pleasure because you know this came out pretty early in the year, back in April. So like it was, so we kind of left it to the side, mm-hmm. you know, in favor to listen to more some new stuff. So re-listening to this and being like reminded mm. of how freaking amazing this right. album is, it's just oh, I love that. I know. And this is definitely going to be an album that's going to be continuing my rotation here to the future. Man, so so again, just like a lot of these albums, makes me nervous for the future, though. Right, (laughs) Manchester Orchestra, kind of up and down. Right, sometimes. I mean, the last three now have been good with this kind of like. But this is much. Yeah, well, the last two, I mean. Yeah. Because simple math, and then Black Mile, right? Black Mile, and then Cope and Hope. Oh, Cope and Hope was after. I think Cope and, wait was Cope and Hope after Simple Math? Do I need to look it up again? We need to we need to call Andy Hall. He has our number now. Andy, Andy, are Andy. you there? Okay, Andy. Andy, what was your third and fourth album? We already <laughs> forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, what a what what a, what a great pick. I, uh, I was excited to see where this one ranked for you. Uh, we are now in our top three albums, it's and real. for you, two of them are perfect albums, right? 
two of them are perfect. Mm-hmm. And your third one is close to perfect. I oh, guess we'll it's ex- so close. I oh guess we'll God. explain that uh, when we get to your so number close. three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to my number three. Andy Hall just keeps Stop talking. calling us Andy Hall. We we get it. You made a great album. You don't need to <laughs> bother right, us real quick. We're recording. He's finally got back to me. I got to put my Bluetooth on real quick. Okay. All right. So yeah, he asked us not to put him on the show. So we're right. not going to. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I, I, I have Oscars, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Simple Math 2011. Mm-hmm. Cope 2014. Mm. And then, then Hope is the next year. Well, Hope doesn't fucking count. It's just the acoustic version. Adam. That, that's it counts. No, it doesn't. Okay, right. fine. Cope doesn't, <laughs> Hope doesn't count. It ne- uh, we're in 2021. Hope never counts. <laughs> A Black Mile to the Surface 2017. Right. Okay. So, yes, the last two. I mean, I like Cope more than you do. I do. I mean, I like Cope. It's not, it's uh, it's just I'm holding it to the standard of simple Mm -hmm. math. That's true. And again, this is not a band that I think about often. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that's another reason it really surprised me was because I wasn't expecting to be blown away. I don't go back and listen to Black Mile or anything. I did listen to Cope when we were redoing our 2014 mm-hmm. list. Good but, to be reminded of how good yeah, that album is. And I was like, yeah. oh, hey, this is really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not a band I think about very often or a band that I'm expecting to blow me away. But now, top 10 album. Yeah. Fun I mean, fact whew. about uh, Manchester Orchestra. They're like David Letterman's favorite band. Every single every single time they have like a new release or a new single, they're on they're they're performing on David Letterman, which is actually how I found out about them. I was just like casually scrolling through channels back in 2011, and they were playing um, the song "Virgin," and I was like, "Whoa, this is a freaking amazing song!" So I checked out the band, and the rest is history. There we go. Yeah, David Letterman brought the masses to Manchester. If it Orchestra. wasn't for David Letterman, <laughs> there'd be no skinny with Mike and Adam. That's probably true. <laughs> Thank Often. you, David Letterman. Often that is true, folks. Three top three. Oh my God! Do it. Do you know which you know what my three are? I know one of them. I know one of them for you. <laughs> yeah, but I can't think of the other two off All the right. top. Oh, of Oh no, head. I know two of them for you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the, what that third one is. Mm. All right. So moving on, my number three. You know this guy. You know he started off rough with us, right? We want to listen to them because he was opening up. He was opening for an artist we were going to go see live, and we're like. You know, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, homie. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe it's not for us. No. And then it never we get is. this email and we're like, mm, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like, I, we I, don't, I, we're I would not like interested. to interview to like, you know, get traffic to the show. Right. But like, right. it doesn't feel right because we don't have anything nice to say. I don't like you, bro. Biggest mistake. <laughs> Biggest mistake of the podcast of the podcast. Because this is leading into 2017 when he released Reaper mm. and then he suddenly, suddenly became one of our favorite artists currently making music. Yep. This is Nothing Nowhere with Trauma Factory, my number three mm. album of the year. Daniel's number two. The first album I fell in love with this year was easily one of my favorite artists, artists hit his peak. I already wrote a full review of this album early in this year, but it just continued to grow and had by far the most songs in contention for best songs this year. Nothing Nowhere sounds better than ever with the pure vocal performance of the year add to that the fact that it's easily the most mature album lyrically and it results in an album that floors me every time nothing nowhere has risen to one of the defining artists of the late 2010s and early 2020s uh, and i continue to champion the best emo rap hip-hop pop punk scene uh, has to offer and Whoa. yeah this is he's easily the forefront i know of like this genre nobody like i talked to who listens to emo rap has ever heard of him <laughs> which is fucking b- b- 
Kanye had his I mean, to he's, be. he's popular. People, he's got a lot of fans. But, who, but who's at the forefront? Machine Gun Kelly to these kids? And Little Lotus. Little Lotus? And Hoopla. Okay. And other I mean, artists like... with strange names like Gucci Highwaters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and I like Little Lotus. We do now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like the idea that people don't look at uh, Nothing Nowhere as like that the fucking top tier. I know. I know. Maybe it's just because we're fucking old men and we were like, you know. We were in the, we were on the cutting edge in yeah, 2016 in when we yeah. heard of him. But we had no idea he was gonna like be around still in 2021. Yeah. We're like, this dude's gonna be dead. This guy <laughs> only talks about killing himself. Why would and you he know survive? What I oh, and speaking of that, you know what I love about fucking Trauma Factory? No basements. No basements. No basements. I oh. told I told him like, get rid of the basements, bro. And so it worked. Like, your basements, and it worked. So I know I said two <laughs> weeks ago that Nightmare was a track I did not like. Well, you like the uh, one takes version. No, uh, I, I'm recanting that and giving oh, okay. you the correct story that it was the track Death that I like the one takes version. Oh, okay. The version on here is like the dark, the death metal version of yes. it that I do not care for. Mm. So there's that one, and then there's those three tracks, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I should fuck myself. I should fuck myself. Like, I don't like that song. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it fits the tone of the album, I you know, know it, the songwriting style. So I get it, it fits, yeah. But uh, pretend like I played two weeks ago. Great song. There's there's so many hits on this. Oh yeah, dude. And 14 tracks. It's 14, but yeah. it breezes right through. You know, each you know songs are super short, like just like Fake Friend here. It's mm. it's a uh, 249. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it, it. But that that just goes to show from a songwriting perspective, he knows exactly when to end the song. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly when like the loop is kind of played its course it's exactly. now we're moving on to the next one you know he, he's not he's not he's not trying to be overindulgent with his music like a lot of artists kind of tend to fall into you know especially when you're a rapper which oh, is yeah, the interesting absolutely. thing about rappers i don't know making this work mm-hmm. um because like they're not like the your, your typical kanye's types yeah uh, i'm the greatest i'm the greatest i'm the greatest yeah but i mean maybe... that's a lot of the that's a, that's a lot of the reason why we don't follow the rap scene is because of that overindulgence kind of hyper masculine right kind of like you get a bunch of skinny white boys yeah there's the hyper masculinity is not there machine right. gun kelly seems to be bringing it back yeah but. i mean machine gun <laughs> kelly is writing that uh that that line between the ego the egotism and like the emo rap scene right right all right okay my number three. Oh baby i the, like the almost perfect but not quite perfect what you could know, it be i don't know if you know if i like this album or not but I do like this album because it's my number three album of all time. All time? All time. It might be all Holy time. Holy shit. <laughs> That's no. fucked, dude. <laughs> so this artist, I mean, we got just kind of thrown to us. Uh, and like, I was like, fine, I'll listen. I'll, I'll listen. And I did. And I was like, all right, it's, it's pretty good. Whatever. It's top 20 album, whatever. You know, and the, the, the follow-up album, what, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Casually, whatever. And then you're like, whoa. Whoa. Fuck it whoa yeah dude whoa and i know the one song that you don't like it's uh i'm not a woman i'm a god i love that song oh now you like that song i do oh what's the one song you don't like now you asked for this oh okay that doesn't fit on this album at all we'll get there now when i hear this album i'm thinking medieval times Mm -hmm. marie antoinette Mm -hmm. murdering her husband with poison Mm -hmm. nudity everywhere Giving blowjobs to stable boys. Merkins. Merkins and lots of pubic hair. But this track, 1121. Mm. Mm. 
It, it, it Haunting, dude. I know Bells in Santa Fe, standout track. Mm-hmm. But this one, like, brings it all back around. Like, this is the transition track yeah. in a weird sort of way. Great pacing. Mm. Yeah. There, there's, it's almost as if this album has chapters. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, suburban lifestyle angst of that one track mm-hmm. doesn't fit because this is about... Oh, because it takes place in a different time period, This right? is about okay. a woman being a, a, a queen married to a king who's abusive. Yeah. And then she's having a baby after she kills him. Yeah. And then she gets her head cut off. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It, and it tells a fucking haunting story. And right. there is a there's a companion piece. The album's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, by the way. Yes. And yeah, there's a, there's a movie companion piece which came out on IMAX, and now you can see it, at least in the U.S., on HBO Max. It's an hour long. And I did. You only need to watch it once. You're going to oh, yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. There's no metaphors. <laughs> no, it's, it's very blunt as far as, you know, especially if you've heard the album before. Um, it definitely listens to the album beforehand before watching mm-hmm. that movie, by the way. But yeah, dude, like, what a fucking... I'll let, you, I'll let you continue because we're going to talk about this in a bit. In a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, and then I'm like, I got to listen to me some Trent Reznor. That was a bad idea. That's, but that's, This is the album that made you do it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, if you get somebody with actual talent Fuck. to sing, then this is going to work. Because <laughs> it's not like, he, there's no way he was helping with the, the melodies or the song writing. Yeah. He's obviously working on the, the, the musical side of it and the production side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to find somebody who's like actually doing something right with their pop sensibilities. It has something to say. Whew. Like, I, I don't think she can ever recreate this. I don't think. Oh, it's Halsey. There's going to be fun. another. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be another album for a long time. Um, this is this is the hit it and quit it album. I'll see you guys when I'm fucking ready. Yeah. And. I, I'm really happy for that because I mean, yeah, Manic was was a good album. It, yeah. it really surprised me. Um, Manic was also a little inconsistent in that, mm-hmm. like, you can tell these were the songs for the radio, mm-hmm. and then these were the introspective songs that I wrote for my myself. Right. You know, and this one was just all introspective songs for myself. Fuck. I don't give a shit if they're on the radio, but yeah. th- there's no radio. It's, this album's been out since August, mm-hmm. and I have not heard any of these songs on the radio. And like when I'm in the car with my daughter, like I listen to the radio a lot because she mm, listens to like pop right. bangers. Yeah. So I haven't heard any of this on that's the radio, surprising. which is interesting. Because I would have thought they would have at least thrown a couple tracks on there. Which is also interesting but, because like we also talked about the movie. There's mm-hmm. a budget that went into this album. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. So like so the fact that they're not recouping some of that. I don't. I forget what the label is, but like the fact that they're not recouping some of that like cost mm-hmm. by selling it to radio stations like you could make any of uh, a good number of these songs like mm-hmm. radio hits and maybe they're just like we don't want to s- send the children the nudity <laughs> we don't want to send the children to nudity camp <laughs> <laughs> and the and, and and the the blood stuff and the pain yeah. and the frighteningness that is that 50 minute bizarre documentary <laughs> about her life <laughs> but um yeah, I was really, really happy by this album, and mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that you liked it. I don't. Did anybody else put it on their list? Um, yes. Okay, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Don't okay. worry about it. <laughs> so Do talk away. To... I'm gonna go bury the iPad somewhere else. Okay, <laughs> sounds good, my friend. So now we are getting now to number two and number one. Uh, you know, we talked about this album already. Um, a huge surprise uh, for me, at least, because this is another one that you know. Adam heard this band's name uh, from a different podcast. How dare you, by the way? 
listen to other podcasts besides the skinny with Mike if it Miller. wasn't for other podcasts we wouldn't have a lot of these albums <laughs> if it wasn't for other podcasts if it wasn't for other listeners on our discord i know we'd have we'd just be talking about fucking like robert rise Pat- against number one album robert pattinson and Kristen stewart all day Fuck. <laughs> I, I i i shudder to think what this podcast would be without <laughs> without those influences but my number two mm. before my number one album came out i was like this is easily my number one album. There's no way any album is going to come out mm. and, you know, impact me the same way that Earth is a Black Hole by Teenage Wrist is going to, dude. Who would have thought? Again, to remind you folks, Thomas's number eight, Dave's number one album, Ooh. and Daniel's number ten. I can't believe this would beat out Holding Absence for Dave, but it's pretty amazing. I know that's that's the power that's the power of it. Holding mm-hmm. Absence was Dave's number two. So but, sorry, Daniel's what? Daniel's number ten. Ten. Thomas's number eight, which eight. I'm going to read right now. I don't even Dave's know how to really describe this band's sound. Grunge mixed with easy core pop punk. Whatever the case, this record is just solid all the way through, and is a very easy listen. I enjoy pretty much every track here, and highly recommend this album. Mm. His favorite track here is New Emotion, which I think is like track three, track four. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. It's what's, fucking which, great. Which track is this one? This is um, High Again, which High, is later right. in the, I think it's like track eight or whatever. Yeah. Before Good the fucking one-two punch of the Whew. fucking bangers at the end, dude. Man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and again, paced perfectly well. I, I, I know uh, Zach played the title track mm-hmm. on their show as the first single, yeah. and I was just like, wow, that sounds like a cool song. Mm-hmm. I should check out this band, and I'm, I'm so glad that we gave it a, we gave it a shot. Yeah. I, I, I shudder also to think of how many other great albums we missed this year. <laughs> because That's other... just the nature of fucking, <laughs> you know, we, don't, we can't do this show full time. If we did, fuck, this list would be... Okay, Adam, I got my 20 albums for this week. Let's start with number one. <laughs> We do this every fucking week and it'd be a fucking nightmare. It'd be like a thousand albums yeah. where 900 of them would be bad. Yeah. Adam, are you ready to record our top thousand albums of 2021? <laughs> no, thank you. I'm I mean, so sad. <laughs> I mean, I only listened to 3,572 this year, so it's kind of a weak year. Right. But as for Teenage Wrist, I, Ooh, again, I this hope is that we get more. I, I hope that, like, it seems like this is a band that could make albums quickly. Oh, yeah. And if we got you, another you, one next year, that'd be awesome. That but, would be great, yeah. And this is just, and also what goes to show the power of this album, too, is shows how great a producer, uh, when, 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 a great an album that is written by a producer mm-hmm. would sound, you know? And this is I mean, exactly Nine Inch Nails notwithstanding. But, Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, though, yeah, dude, this is just, like I mentioned, this is an all timer. This has been in my rotation all year long since February, mm, and it's wow. gonna keep on continuing. Like I can put this on in the car, put this on in the gym. I put this on when I'm cleaning the house, when I'm at work. Like it's just I, I can't get enough of it. And nice. as soon as it's done, as soon as I'm done listening to the final track, Stella, like I just want more. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've some there's oftentimes in the beginning of the year where I just like put it right back on again and it's just like fuck let's make this an hour-long album i don't care nice. and it never gets old that's amazing because oh. for me like I, I put it away back in february and i don't know re- how you could stay away from this album dude. It just, it's so I got, infectious i got bombarded by so many other things this year mm-hmm. and i'll and our best out al- our songs i'll i'll recap 
all of the artists I listened to mm-hmm. this year outside of just the 2021 stuff. But yeah, yeah like I, I put it away. I'm like, hey, it's a great album. Okay, moving on. <laughs> like 75,000 albums later. Yep. And I go back to it like, oh, wow, this was one of the oh, best albums. Like this the one made my heart sing, dude. And uh, was... this, along with my number one album of uh, 2021, Ouch. had the most uh, nominees for best song of the year. Wow. That's pretty awesome. I haven't counted those up yet. All right. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited too because this album surprised me. I had never even given this band a shot. Now, is it okay if I if I jump ahead a minute and a half in the track? Will <laughs> that will that ruin the editing? No. Okay. Cause I just want to. I want to so bad. We'll start it at one thirty. This is where, the, where this is where the song God. starts to starts to pick up, right? Ooh, baby, Phineas, dude. Never even thought about this band number prior to this two, year, dude. Perfect album number one. Perfect. There it is. <laughs> this is my number eighteen, right? Yes. So near number two, dude. Thank you to Daniel for releasing his honorable mentions of 2011. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll check out this one band on here that I haven't listened to yet. And that was The God Machine by Phineas. And I'm just like, wow, this is really good. And then their three subsequent albums were not that good, but mm-hmm. they were still listenable and, and, and pleasant. And then and you get to this one, you're not sure what to expect. And then that chorus hits, and you're like, wow, this is the band that knows how to make metalcore music correctly. Oh, I know, dude. <laughs> like, from an expert, like, technical standpoint, it's mm-hmm. great. From just a songwriting level with the choruses, it's great. It's, it, it, it checks all the lists of, especially from a genre that is so bland and stale and, Ooh, yeah. like, and un- honestly, out the door in my fucking much. mind, you know? But like this revitalizes it, you know. It it, it 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 evokes all of those emotions that we first felt, we first found out what metalcore was. Right. And oh, it's all because of their expert level musicianship and great songwriting and lyrics. And again, uh, quick pacing. Their their other albums are longer, like closer mm-hmm. to fifty minutes. But this one is maybe forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the they know how to write a metalcore ballad <laughs> which is like you know it seems like every album they throw in one of those where it just like all of the emotion and all of the freaking intensity like it starts off so slow and it just builds to this giant huge chorus which mm-hmm. is the case on the storm in me yeah obviously not gonna play that song today not me either <laughs> i didn't play it two weeks ago either there's a reason and then i so i listened to this album when it came out put it away as i listened to other things when i re-listened to it like i just I was, I was I was listening to him like I'm pretty sure I thought this was like an eight out of ten or something like yeah. that. So I'm just like I'm listening to him like I'm loving every song. I'm loving every song, and then I'm like, oh, it's, it's probably the final track that I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate. Yeah. And then like right when that fucking chorus is into the night. Yeah, that dude. Note. And I'm just like <laughs> chills. Yeah, I was like walking the dog, and I just was like. Fuck yes! <laughs> this is nice. so good, so good, dude. <laughs> I cannot believe that this band reached this this tier for me right now. Didn't rank for anybody else besides me. I know, even Daniel, even Daniel, the biggest one who fan of Phineas. But that's okay. I, I mean, I, 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 I love but, to hear but the also, go Leading up to our end of the year list, Daniel also, was also the one that was like, "Dude, this was a great year. There were so many like great albums." So this one just kind of this is number twenty-one. Okay, yeah. we'll take that for what it's worth. <laughs> 
Um, so, and again, it's it's paced really well, and I think everybody who hasn't listened to this, give it a shot. Should listen. Yeah, to it. yeah. I mean, especially I have, if you're bored of metalcore these days. I mean, I, I got this one, and I got counted among saints. Which is the only thing I think would be considered metalcore mm-hmm. uh, until I get down to the bottom of my list. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there's there's Architects, there's Era, there's <laughs> there's other bands that tried. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good try. Good try, everyone. <laughs> um. So yeah. Holy, holy two. coward. Very good, dude. Very good. So the juxtaposition between number two and number one, mm-hmm. worlds apart. Absolutely. And number right? three, for that matter. You would think that like <laughs> two separate people made this list for mm-hmm. you for your number one, because you know, we'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a few minutes. Uh, my number one. My goodness. It hits. <sighs> Tell me about the beauty. It hits conceptually. Yes. This is, of course, if you've been paying attention, if I can't have love, I want power by Halsey. Man. It hit me so fucking hard. Uh, this is uh, easier than lying. Edited album art. I don't like it. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> please avert your eyes. Please, your, please avert your virgin eyes. <laughs> no, I mean, the album art too. Like, we'll start there. Evocative, right? Mm-hmm. And you find out this is a recreation of a Renaissance painting. Right. Again, very bold of Halsey to, you know, share her nude body with everybody and, you know, uh, with, with the Again. audience. Again. Huh? Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude. Not only is, does this album work on its own from start to finish, there is no wasted space. Every single line in this album has a purpose, mm. has a hidden meaning behind it. I mean, even the song, um, uh, You Asked For This. Right. I know it doesn't fit the era that right. this album right. takes place, but it's still, still that's a very important song. It's a very it. important feminist message. Yes. And there's it, this album is about feminism. It's about the horrors of motherhood it's about the beauty of motherhood dear god those horrors yeah tell me about it like let's talk about that i'm glad that she's like being truthful about yeah how not wonderful this yeah. process has been so many pop artists right that will write the one song or the one album like oh it's i'm a mother now it's so beautiful My but like little love <laughs> yeah <laughs> well she does have a song about the yaverny yes uh uh at, at the end um she's not shy about the the fucking terror about being a mother, about being a parent, and and how you're scared for the future for this child, how you're Mm -hmm. scared for yourself, Mm -hmm. and how people will perceive you now that Mm. you're a mother, especially when you're a public figure like her. And then it goes into fucking deeper things about like how women, how men treat women, whether they're not, whether they're mothers or they choose to be childless, like it's so fucking and I, heavy. I can't help but fall into that mold as i'm watching the freaking movie i'm like yeah she's a mother what's yeah this, what's going on here like she's gonna have to explain this to her child someday <laughs> but then i remember like 30 years ago everybody said that about madonna yeah and, like that seems to be fine <laughs> yeah and there's this great interview that i and because i love this album so much i deep dived into a lot of interviews that she gave there's one that she gave with apple music apparently the friend of hers or something that works there and like they they got together in her home and her in her like music room or whatever and like, they she wore this beautiful gown and like you know it, it was it was very cool interview and she is so eloquent when talking about this album she has like an, an answer for every single thing and not mm. like a well um well if i well, think um, back when i was feeling all of the glory of motherhood i was like i should write an album about that oh yeah so like it, it wasn't like a scripted thing like she mm. knew exactly which tells me that this album has purpose this album again like i said no wasted space mm. i love every second of this album mm-hmm. and then you do another layer underneath that there's a companion piece movie mm-hmm. that perfectly tells 
the overarching narrative behind the album, but you know the 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 the, the Renaissance era story of the queen who killed her king, that was mm-hmm. abusive king, exactly. and the judgmental eyes behind everybody in the village, including the royal court, and how and how she's also juggling motherhood with that, and the scary part of that, and right. Oh my goodness! It's like and, the re- and, and yeah, all of the <laughs> joy that is growing as a human being. Yeah, you just want to go out and party with your friends and blow guys in the stables. Yeah, and then there's that too. There's and then and then this album goes into like your body when you're a woman, your body as a sexual being, especially a public figure sexual being, hmm. balancing that with your motherhood. Now that now right. it's your mother to a to a little human. There's like I went back and listened to our track by track of this. I feel like I, 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 we only scratch at the surface mm-hmm. of what this album's about. It's dude. very interesting, and that's what I and that's what and that's what easily overtook Teenage Wrist for me uh, for uh, album of the year is that like I can talk about this all year long and like still not get every single bit of like metaphorical uh, enjoyment out of it. Mm. I, I can I can I can maybe read the lyrics of like one song and I'm good for like, from I'm like a month dissecting that for a month. Right. <laughs> Dang. So that's what I mean right. about like no wasted space. Yeah. And, and that's where obviously Trent Reznor mm-hmm. can't, but she can do it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it takes an attractive 26 year old woman mm-hmm. with a lot to say, with a lot to say yeah. rather than some guy who is just like, Oh crap. Now I have to be like oh, sad and brooding man, all the time when I don't black in high school. <laughs> And he didn't. He was right. a pleasant <laughs> band member, according to his band teacher. But anyway, she, like, her pop sensibilities are, are far superior. It matches, and fits with it the fits music. so well with mm-hmm. Trent Reznor's, like, gothic kind of darkness. Tones. that Yeah, the dark atmospheric tones that he provided as well. Uh, Daniel also put this, just like you, his number three album of the year. Nice. Okay, one last surprise. I like Halsey. Hell, with how much I find myself listening to her work, either through my own or from my fiance, and his fiance, that's this is her favorite uh, artist, by the way. Mm, uh, okay. I'd say I love her work. Manic was a damn good album. That said, I never thought I'd see an album of hers this high on my list. This Again. album perfectly mixes flawless production, haunting vocals, and great lyrics. Halsey sounds her most honest and blunt, and it is a good look on her. Uh, this album really feels like Halsey transitioning into being an alt- alternative icon from her alt pop middle ground she has spent her career on. This album makes her think her prior. This album makes me think her priorities were making the best album she could, and she goes on to say that in an interview I was referencing. Uh, radio singles were not at the forefront of her- on her mind. The results are exactly what I've wanted for her. And his highlighted track here is "Bells of Santa Fe." Of course, the second track. Daniel, um, please stop cursing. I just, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> this album is vulgar enough, Al Daniel. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Anybody else have anything glowing to say? So or? I also have to, I'm not going to like, I'm not calling you out, Thomas, but when you first sent me your list, I saw that you also edited it like last week. Um, you originally had Halsey in your honorable mentions. Oh, that got bumped off because I guess he, you know, he put he put the other honorable mentions on there as well. So interesting. So, okay, that's fine. I, that's I fine. see you guys. That's okay, that's I see okay. you. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Goodness gracious! <laughs> you know, we we go through one heavy album with Halsey. Um, I can't find love. I want power. We got another. Oh no! Super heavy oh, no. album on your end, my friend. Oh, Tell my me God. more. I want to hear more about. The Killers Pressure Machine. Mike, The Killers, I mean, I've already said that I did not expect this. Um, 
and I turned it on one August morning and it was surprising. It was amazing right here. Just with the beginning. West Hills I would, Abridged. I would say like this track. You like turn it on, you see that album art. You're mm -hmm. like, are those power poles or are those crosses? I'm not oh really my. sure. I don't know what to expect from this. Behind barbed wire fence. And then like, is that a mandolin? And what am I a sucker for in this life? Mm. A mandolin. Mm. I'm like, thank you. Oh, oh, I might appreciate it. Ooh. And some, some, some strings. And then you're just like, whoa. I've never heard Brandon Flowers sound like this before. I just listened to Imploding the Mirage like two weeks ago. Yeah. This wasn't anything like Imploding the Mirage. <laughs> um, and then it, it continues to unfold. I made the mistake of listening to the abridged version first. Oh, okay. So I didn't hear Is that just what came up when you mm -hmm. looked up Pressure Machine? Just, uh, yeah, that was the first thing that came up was, was abridged. And I was just okay. like, oh, there's a new album. I didn't think anything. I thought that was part of the title of... Hmm. of like this was like a part one or something yeah. later. Yeah. So, like, I really felt like... Oh my God, Brandon, <laughs> we get so many calls from so many artists. We're so famous now. So I felt like this was a great step forward for them. And I didn't think like it was going to turn into something more and more interesting over time. Like, like I, I about halfway through, I realized like, oh, there's, there's a regular version here. So mm -hmm. I listened to the, to, to the in-between uh, recordings for the second half of the album. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> then I went back and listened to it correctly. And like, just, just the beginning of the album with the recordings where mm -hmm. it's like that back and forth between the 26 year old girl just talking about oh it's a beautiful place I'm gonna raise yes. my kids here I live here forever and the other guy of like oh yeah they like tied my brother to a fucking flagpole because he didn't fit their mold yeah. he was like what? The fuck is this like where did where did this come from? so then I was just like oh there's something more to this album that I need to keep digging with and uh then yeah a week went by and I was like wow like he he perfectly blended all of these concepts of like like being in a young relationship towards the end of the album yeah and and and, and finding solace in somebody else as well as like death as well as like losing children to mm -hmm. opioids as well as like this like kind of first person encounter of like how beautiful it is to be under a opiate daze yeah you know it, it captures that so well on every single track that i was like what the fuck yeah like, this is a great example too of how the musicianship matches the lyrical heaviness mm -hmm. of it right it, like they're, they're married so well with this exactly and so you know halsey had a concept yeah this one had a concept but Phineas. they both nailed it out. They both knocked it out of the park in with their these concepts, own unique, right? completely different yeah. sort of way. Where you're like, finally, people are growing as artists. Mm -hmm. That's what I. That's, that's what I needed. That's the fucking goal, <laughs> dude. And also, right. a little aside, your number one album, my number one album, both came out in August. That's right. But you didn't listen to it. Thirty-five years ago, <laughs> I came out in August. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, when I went back and re-listened to it, I was like, I'm gonna be saying good things about this album, 
I don't want to have another hot mulligan moment <laughs> oh, no. like we did a few years ago where Mike was like, all right, hot mulligan's great. And I'm just like, hey, listen to this album because no, nobody told me about it. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, can you listen to this album? I just need to get your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably put it, you know, m- maybe in your top 20 if I'm lucky. No, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, and, 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 I do, and I do feel bad because I don't have, you know, I haven't listened to it since August like you did. I've only been listening to it like a month now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so, like, I had to put it at number six because... I did have the time with mm-hmm. my top five, right? right? I have a little bit more of a connection, but this is going to be in my fucking rotation going forward. Mm-hmm. This is easily going to make it like top three, maybe higher. I'm, I'm over not time. gonna, I'm not gonna lie here. This is not gonna stay at number six, right? And then to be out at that restaurant a couple weeks ago, and somebody told me, comes up on the freaking speakers there. I was like, that's not even like the best killer singer. No, it, and I hated that song back in 2004, yeah. and I'm like, this band is going nowhere. And then Brightside hit, and I was like, oh, yeah. I get it now. But it's like, listen to this, and I'm thinking of West Hills at the same time. And not it's like, even the same band. Oh, that's amazing Like to think of 17 years, actually, like a, an artist evolving so well. And of course, it came out of them not being able to tour yeah. on Imploding the Mirage. And what I read was that he had written Quiet Town. It was and and kind of like said there might be something here we could like make an album out of this and the band was like you know Let's do it they they were not happy obviously that they had to cancel their tour right. and they were like super pissed and they wanted to just like do the B sides from Employing the Mirage and just kind of release that as a new album yeah they, and they could and have easily just made money off of that too exactly like, but that exactly. would have been low effort mm-hmm. that would have been transparently kind of pandering yeah you know like so many bands did this year yeah. with their poor outputs of yeah. repeated albums but also at the same time like i get it your guys's career is put on hold mm-hmm. i mean no matter what level of like, musicianship you were mm-hmm. everybody's careers are put on hold so like you got to make money somehow right. anthony green sold coasters <laughs> exactly. with circus survive labels on it but like you know and dan campbell wrote an entire album yeah about other people brandon flowers <laughs> wrote this amazing conceptual Man powerfully emotional album because i read that he lived in that city like maybe from like ages five to 14 and then they he moved to vegas mm-hmm. after that and so now they're like like oh the killers are from vegas blah blah, yeah. blah. but it's like but he had like this these roots with this with this other city yeah in utah nephi nephi utah so like just digging deeper with those concepts and also you know living out here we don't have like that small town feel well other people we know surrounding areas right like i'm thinking of hemet too i'm thinking of like wildemar um like you know there's also like colton as i mean we make fun of colton but colton (laughs) it's definitely kind of like that where a lot of like low-income people who have like maybe drug or mental health issues like they kind of get pushed to that kind of area but you're not covering it up with mormonism which is like you're not a lot worse Worse. There's that added it's layer. It's a lot different too. than yeah. Catholicism. Yeah, there's that there's that added layer where <laughs> yes. we, we, we have to have the veneer of a perfect society. It is interesting. Like it's so it's so so it's just like yeah, just like what Halsey does. There's so many layers mm-hmm. to pick at. The only difference is that this one doesn't have a companion movie, which I would love a fucking companion movie to go with this, right? Like it, some it sort of either... like music with musical interludes and like mm-hmm. kind of seeing like maybe like a docu series about this. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was trying to do more digging on like who these people in the recordings are. Yeah, like if these were just actors or if they were actual real people um but i couldn't find anything about that the, they they sound so authentic it really does yeah so i'm thinking they're real and i'm just like that's an, that's interesting so there has to be footage out there i mean um, we could be wrong they could just mm-hmm. be actors but like 
there has to be footage out there of some sort of like documentary something about this town right and i want to see that maybe sometime in the future they'll release it but i mean our all eyes are on it now i know and i hesitate to like jump into too much interviews with mm-hmm. bands that always seems to like mess up my perception of certain things yeah so that, the, i did not wor- do that with this one the worst thing about it and i'm so glad like at least with halsey's interviews with uh for for you know her album like i was pleasantly surprised at how you know uh uh, how ready she was to talk about it so the worst thing about you know that maybe digging into pressure machine would be like you know brandon flowers like oh you know this is you know it's just something i wrote and it's like he just wasn't like passionate about it like huh? probably write something else better later yeah we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to get better than like mr brightside you know? <laughs> i'm just gonna write the other like bad side man so that's that's fun and it's good to see a band evolve over that much time mm-hmm nonetheless so wasn't expecting this at all dude neither was i like even listening to it in august i was like well that was good it's not my number one album of the year Mm -hmm. and then it was just like oh yeah the i I was on the fence about the track sleepwalkers Mm -hmm. um like oh that's not a very good song and then eventually i listened to like oh that's a really good perfect album perfect (laughs) album so look at that dude halsey brandon flowers two of the biggest pop stars of our time right now of the deck of this century of this century (laughs) we have officially sold out Thanks, folks. This is the final episode of the Skinny. Yep. We're all just major label fodder Chills. at this point. No, dude. Like credit where credit is due. Like these two artists knocked it out of the park. They took I'm, risks. That's they for did, sure. and 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 they paid off dividends. And, and something we mentioned when we talked about Pressure Machine a little a little while ago, like this also paid in dividends from their fan base too. This that's the album sold very very well. They took a risk, mm-hmm. and the fan base seems to have like. Um, gravitated gravitated towards, towards, it. towards it which yeah. is great that's when the timing hits sometimes your fans aren't ready for mm-hmm. a huge uh, a conceptual shift but obviously they yeah. were that, that that that's only true in the metalcore scene yes <laughs> which is why the metalcore scene like, is so fucking stale i know yeah i'm like oh you did a change yeah gross yeah can you imagine how good the amity affliction would be now if they continued that trajectory of like evolving their sound no they're just gonna fucking pander some more so like great I know, but we don't even talk about them. Who anymore? Who? Let's keep it positive moving forward. We're gonna <laughs> listen. Right. We're gonna listen to eighty plus more bad albums next year yep. with ten good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, we are not done. We're gonna take a little bit of a break. Merry Christmas, by the way. This is the week of Christmas for all of y'all. Merry Christmas. Um, uh, but uh, we're gonna take a little bit of a break from the skinny, and we're going to reconvene sometime in January, folks. Uh, join us on our Discord channel if you want to kind of get more up to date um you know up-to-date news on like when we're going to be recording again because we're going to be talking about our top 12 songs 2021 if possible all gloves are off on this at at this point you're just like i got so many songs there's no way to whittle down 12 i have songs that were in some of my worst albums of the year so, interesting yeah <laughs> so it, it, it's the fucking wild west so Man. i can't wait to see what you guys all come up with knocked loose yeah <laughs> no no knock loose i promise you <laughs> uh but uh yeah so we, we we'd love to hear from you guys let us know what you think if you have any thoughts on uh any of our lists of, of this past three weeks we'd love to hear from you again our, our discord link is in the description this of this episode and our previous two episodes it's it is it is free to the public and we, and we welcome all new listeners and it's a great community down there everyone's friendly and everyone has a lot to say and everyone's pretty active so it's pretty right. it's, it's it's a great place to be and we, and we hope to have more people joining us uh, so we'll let you guys know if you want to participate in the top 12 songs of the year uh when to 
uh, get those submissions in. So, Adam, anything else to do? Any 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 last business for before we close out the year? That's the end. That is the end. Thank you guys so much for uh, sticking with us in 2021. It was an up and down year as far as music goes, as far as like our lives go. To be honest, too, it was a it was a weird year. I had a lot of hopes at the beginning of the year, and like. You know, <laughs> yeah, a, lot don't a, lot got, a lot of that got squashed i'm swimming in vaccines right now i don't even know i don't even know who i am anymore you're stronger <laughs> than you ever were my friend <laughs> now i can go hang out with other maskless people mm. at maskless events that's kind of why i left early <laughs> we had other things to do but we left pretty early yesterday uh, but when we hung out but uh yeah well we hope you enjoyed this uh episode you guys and we will talk to you back in january uh for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike for the end of 2021 guys thank you so much we'll talk to you guys soon <laughs>